It's the dragon party. There's a silent guy in the back. (laughs) (laughs) Your co-host appears to not be here. Is hidden right now. (laughs) I'm your host for this social function. Joining me, if he wants to come out of the shadows, it's going to be my co-host. His name's Eric, but I don't know where he is. Who knows where I am? Oh, God, he snuck attacked me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Came right up. <laughs> that was that was great banter. I appreciate that. Yeah, we tried, okay? So, we, you, obviously, we're heading into the character creation series. We're back on the D&D session. Uh, this series is going to be about the rogue. Do we have a quick D&D story of the week? Things are kind of, like, heating up in our, in our well, campaign. Well, things are, things are heating up. Uh, I, I think the, the exciting part is that we, we're... We see the end of the tunnel, right, of, of this whole campaign, and we think we might actually be able to coordinate meeting in person, which would be really exciting to do an actual session in person, oh. considering we never have in this campaign. And I yeah. think many other campaigns might be the same right now, where they're all virtual. It definitely changes the whole game to be in person. So it would be, oh, it would be, yes. yeah. yeah, it'll be super awesome. To, to 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 play in person to i'm gonna have to like person. make sure all my notes can fit like on one screen <laughs> although now <laughs> i won't right? have to use one screen to like have the roll 20 app up because we're gonna like set you up with all those like crazy dm barriers you know like <laughs> you're gonna oh, have yeah, your one I, side I'm of the buy, room <laughs> DM screen and yeah exactly that's one thing you have to do in person that you don't realize is, you know, because we only you only see people through a little window of us, you know, in a camera. Well, DMs have a whole lot of resources to them and they need yeah. like ways to hide it. You can't see what the DM can see. It wouldn't it would affect the game very negatively. So, yeah, it'll, it's the most interesting thing I think will be like hidden enemies. These like I used to just uh, be able to just combat's like, way they're, different. They're going to yeah, they're going to be in this like dm layer i can just click on a bunch of them and then go like okay now they suddenly appear and it's like oh my god they're all there but, gotta get uh, my get some painted action figures set up mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to buy a few of them some just army men yeah People i think probably so. still use that yeah <laughs> i can check out a local game shop i'm sure they have just like a like a bunch of random Big minis. pack of random stuff yeah mm-hmm. uh well we're back at the party this week but it's D week what you drinking this week uh i am drinking something i have never really seen before it's a beer which okay. i have seen before i i've seen beers the flavor on this is sea salt and lime Eww. is it oh by shiner shiners mm-hmm. i'd like shiner good. where are they in dallas they're in texas are where where in texas uh that is a Good question. So I didn't know how local they were right now. I all uh, I know is they're they are in Shiner, Texas. I think. I think Shiner's the name of the. Uh, oh, really? Okay. I, I, do you have any clue where that is? I'll have to look it up. Yeah, we I just know it's a Texas brewery, and they're very popular, and I like a lot of their stuff. <laughs> that you can readily find them, definitely countrywide, nationwide. So, well, I of course just... had to match. I thought we might have gotten the same brewery on this one. Because there is a rogue brewery. 
Uh, This is out of Oregon. Uh, The one that's most common that people know of is the Dead Guy Ale. Right. This one I have is called the Colossal Claude. It is an Imperial IPA. I've been getting on an Imperial kick lately, I guess. I I do like them a lot. A little stronger. A little Mm -hmm. more sippage. I'll hope this one's good. I love the just the big like sea monster on the can. They did a good job with it. They said that this beer is dedicated to fishing stories and tall tales. <laughs> Which is what a lot of D&D is about. Not yeah, tall right? Tales, yeah. It actually works. Ooh, that is delicious. So it's very good. Uh, let's talk about this rogue class. Now, this is a class that I definitely up front told you and will have to tell the fans as well. I am not a huge fan of this class as in general. I have pretty low opinion of it, so we'll see how, how it goes. But there's two kind of base assumptions I have about this class, even without delving into it, that I see. One is that I feel that this is a class that uh, definitely beginner, and this isn't def- this isn't a negative against it in any way, really, but definitely beginners tend towards this class. Love it. From what Love I've it. seen. They, yeah, like I have not seen a campaign, a brand new campaign start without someone being like, I'm going to play a rogue. Like it just, right. it happens. And it's nothing like rogues, just, rogues and rangers. So popular. Something, something's about that. They're like, so yeah. popular. Yeah. There's just, there's always that rogue and they are useful to have around, but it's just the fact that I'm like, yeah, there's a, a rogue. There's always that rogue. And then I guess the other part is that this class only comes with like three subclasses in the base game and none of them do anything for me. (laughs) And I'm just like looking at them like, wow, I would not want to do any of these. Like just, they don't interest me. Yeah. Rogue strength. It's not as like, there's nothing really like super, well, I don't want to say flashy because like sneak attack is, is almost like the definition. Yeah, Which is one of the reasons they also might be one of those classes. That's a really good uh, multi-class. Oh yeah, it, it's because so it just good. gives you sneak attack right from the start, plus a like expertise, so you all of a sudden get tons of like uh, rolls yep. baked it, yeah. into your class that might not have it. it. There's just some right from the start, right from the get go, level one, get some really yeah. useful stuff. Yeah, because expert. That, that's the other part where like you 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 mentioned uh, you might have mentioned it here, but you mentioned it before we when we were talking before the, we started recording is that all things are very passive, and that's like. That yeah. is true. Yeah, a lot of his <laughs> abilities are just passive abilities like expertise. So we'll get into it uh, when we start talking about Rogue. But I guess we'll... Expertise yeah. is... Uh... Go into level one. Here's the level one things. And this is oh. a very important part of the class that like is why I say it's such a good... You can't sneeze at sneak attack at level one. Even if you only go into like, level one Rogue for your multi-class, just to get that little D6... You basically get the D6 every time right. in most combats. It's crazy. Yeah, so sneak attack is one of the, one of the rogues, like, it, it, or it is the premier thing that it rogues is. do. It, it, so, the rogues are known for a sneak attack. Rogues don't get a multi-attack later on. They're, I think they're the only martial right. class that doesn't. So this is the thing that kind of makes up for that. So at the beginning of the first level, you basically, once per turn, you can deal an extra D6, 1D6 damage when you hit an attack roll, and you get the sneak attack Either when you have advantage, so for any reason you have advantage, or if there is an ally within five feet of the person you're hitting. Which definitely so, happens a lot. Yeah, it happens a lot. But it doesn't say you have to have, me- it, or it doesn't say that you have to be melee. So you can right. be a crossbow or 
Yep. Spell casting. Just someone has to be within five feet of them. It is the easier way. Or like you mentioned, if you have advantage, so it pairs really well with something like fairy fire, which gives advantage on like everything it hits. Or uh, there's other ways in the class which you delve into them that sometimes give you advantages in certain ways. So you, you can, you can dance around it a little bit. The class tries to help you out with this and it is the premier thing. Like if you're not sneak attacking, you're not doing it right. Yeah, otherwise you're just doing like, okay, my dagger does a D4. <laughs> yeah, and I'm pretty sure one of the play patterns you can do with a rogue every time is like, you can use this hide action. That's coming up a little bit later. Okay, and then, and and that, does that always give you, if you are hidden, that always gives you a sneak attack? Does that give yeah, you advantage? Yeah, if you, if, yeah, so in, at level two, there's a, a Let's do level one stuff. Let's finish that one up first. So okay. you also get expertise, which you choose yeah. two skills that you're proficiency in. Two skill proficiency or one of the skill proficiency you're, uh, or uh, thieves tools you can choose as well. And your proficiency bonus is doubled for those ability checks. And at level six, you can choose two more. And yeah. this is like huge. In your, in your bard, you have... I, I was going to say, I've played a bard and I know what this does. I have a plus 11 everyone to persuasion rolls i yeah, they can't i don't fail those yeah, exactly. <laughs> let's put it that way when you have a plus 11 even your crit fails or 12s now it's a crit fail so yeah you just say yeah i, I failed but like a two cut becomes a what 13 yeah it's insane that, like that's a decent role. <laughs> yeah. So so that's what we mean by these things are passive, where it's just like you have two skills. So like stealth is is probably yeah, one that is a good one to pick. Choose. And then if you want to be like a a thief rogue, uh, you might want to do these thieves tools because that way you just like basically always unlock the thing with, with your right. thieves tools. It's good to have around. <laughs> oh yeah. You also can understand thieves can't, which is this like strange double speak that criminals use yeah so it's just like it that's like the role-playing aspect right exactly, that, 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 yeah, yeah that, that has nothing to do with anything it's just if the dm wants to do a little role-playing with their rogue in the party just like they love role-playing with like the warlocks because the warlocks have like this deep dark demonic presence always yeah 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 so <laughs> exactly. if you want to go down this thieves guilds like different direction Yes, if you have a, it only applies if you have a rogue. It really means nothing, though. Yeah, it's no like, yeah, there's no mechanic. Not an actual class bonus, yeah. And what you were talking about is at second level, you get cunning action. Yeah. So usually you would need, if you wanted to hide, that takes a full action. But instead, you can use your bonus action to either hide, disengage, or dash. And that's all, that's pretty big because if you can use your movement, then you could use your action to move, and then you can use your bonus action to move as well. You have 30 right. feet of movement, now you're moving So th- this essentially gives the rogue a bonus action on all of its turns, just by having this trait. Like, as soon as right. you're level 2, you always have a bonus action available in the form of dash, disengage, hide. Yep, exactly. Okay, that's sweet. I mean, those are limited, right? There's only three things, but those are those three things all do something crazy powerful. Yeah, <laughs> Like, exactly. they're all good. They're and, all useful. And like you said, with the hide, hide action, you can do it as a bonus action. So you go, okay, bonus action hide behind this wall you make a stealth check and if you succeed then you are hidden and then you get advantage on the attack which gives you sneak attack right yep so and that's a typical play pattern for for a rogue because you want to hit the especially later in the levels you you're all about just sneak you're not doing anything unless you're sneak attacking oh yeah like level 11 <laughs> you get 66 yeah <laughs> oh yeah that's attack. the one thing about uh the 
the sneak attack dice rolling adds up really fast. So every third level, it will go up by a, a whole d6. Yeah. So it, it, it stacks fast. I mean, we're it, talking yeah. even like a fifth level rogue is already doing 3d6 damage on every sneak attack. Yeah, and if you think it's, about it, it like big. a a great sword does 2d6. And if they're attacking twice, that's only 4d6. And sure, they get apply their, their modifiers on Yeah, their modifiers attacks. are usually the bigger part of it. But like that's that's comparable, <laughs> and it's only one attack. And if the big thing is if you can manufacture a crit or something, and as one of the multi classes we'll talk about, right. that's just like, oh man, <laughs> oh just, boy, <laughs> this guy's doing some damage. Oh shit! Yeah, so they can get there. They can get there. Moving on through the general road class level three is when you get your specialization. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll go through the or the subclass. We'll go through those as as needed. You get ability score improvements. So again, super passive stuff. This is at level four, eight, ten, twelve, sixteen, nineteen. You get to increase an ability score of your choice by two, which is so you're you're pretty you're 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 boosting some there. stats <laughs> or two by by one point. Fifth level is a big one. You get the uncanny dodge. Uh, yeah. This is really strong. So you can use your reaction to have one attack. And this and the next ability are amazing. Again, pretty passive, but they're amazing because they scale with your enemies, not necessarily with what you're doing. Right. So like... Right, it's always having the damage. No exactly. matter how much damage that was, it's having it. It's having it. So it's like, oh, the big boss does like 5d12 damage. And you're like, okay, I'm going to have that now. It's like, okay, yeah. That's, that's really that's, good. It's <laughs> it's really nice because it is like you have resistance to all damage types, right? Or does this only work against physical damage? It says attack damage. That's an attack. So the okay, difference so between it does have that, be physical. Yeah. The so next it, one though. Well, can... <laughs> there are some there are some uh, spells. So like a firebolt cantrip. That's still an attack roll. But ah. this basically this means if there's a rolling to an attack you then then uncanny dodge comes into effect. The next one expertise happens when there's an AOE. So whenever you're doing like a dexterity saving throw. Right. So read through evade. This is called the evasion at seventh level. It says you can dodge out of the way of certain area of effect attacks. This typically is like a cone of cold. Yeah. You know, or well, cone of cold I think is a, is a constitution save, but yeah, fireball is a dexterity save. Ah, it's only dexterity saving. It's only yeah, dexterity okay. save. So that is a little bit where it's like, Cone of Cold, you think it would? Yeah, like I could dodge out of the way of that, but I guess you can't. And you can't have that either. So that's like the worst thing to see. (laughs) (laughs) Like, no, not my enemy for Cone of Cold. But this is crazy because it not only halves the damage if you fail, but if you succeed, you take (laughs) zero damage. That's insane. That Yeah, to completely negate like a fireball or something is like, Holy yeah, crap. that's like thirty damage that like everyone else took fifteen or thirty. Just like I took oh. zero. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is that's crazy. That's better yeah. than like any heal spell in the game. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah. It is. Like, literally, I don't. I can't name you a heal spell that. Does, I mean, other than like a paladin when people are at zero and can like you know lay on hands someone. You're getting this is just like, and you could just do it again. It doesn't say you can't do it like only once a, a time. It's like any time. Yeah, when you're subjected to an effect, unless you make a deck save. Now, it's it's situational in the fact that it's only the area of effect. It's not like you're evading everything that's ever thrown at you, ever. Like we just mentioned, a cone of cold, you can't. But, like, uh, dragon breath attacks. But enough that this is going to be... A level 9 meteor swarm when you would take 40d6 damage. 
it's nice zero. that it's not like an all or nothing kind of thing too it's a half or nothing kind of yeah thing. yeah you <laughs> automatically... it's just like you're reducing the damage yeah like like you said with fireball say you're like a tiefling rogue fireball yeah. it's like okay you're at minute or at most you're taking a quarter of a the quarter damage. you just don't care <laughs> it's like go for it that is nuts so that's uh, really powerful and 11 is where things get really nuts this one's cool. With reliable talent. Uh, you refine your chosen skills until they approach perfection. Whenever you make an ability check that lets you add your proficiency bonus, you can treat a d20 roll of 9 or lower as a 10. That's huge. Now, when it says proficiency bonus, isn't that all rolls? Like, why, why does it specify adding a proficiency bonus? So these are your the skills you're proficient with. So if you chose, like... I got you. So it's not saying no. just any roll. It's saying the ones yeah. you have selected. Which, the by ones this that are point... We're talking, you probably have like six to eight different yeah. ones chosen. Because you have expertise twice. You get it once at first level and once again at, I think, a sixth level. You've chosen two more. Right. <laughs> you get four from your base class and two, usually, from your background. So, yeah, we're talking you have like ten abilities. And I think there's this. like feats that... Can get even more. You can get skilled feet. You gain proficiency in three skills. <laughs> so you can just get like just choose the list yeah and then you have expertise in some of them so it's like there there's you can see how you can be like a stealth roll my minimum roll is like a 24 because yeah. i have like expertise in it and i lowest i could roll is a 10 now one thing i feel about things like this how, how do this takes out a lot of the variance in D D. do you see this as a fun thing or do you see this as kind of lame? It's like, as soon as, yes, I, I make an insight check and I always pass. Does that get boring after a while? Or does that just kind of continue and you've got to make the story worth it at that point? Because, like, I'm always going to know whether you're lying. <laughs> like, yeah. you can't lie to me. I think the um, I think you're absolutely right. And I think if you do stuff like, like we said, take the skilled feed or, like, multi-class into other classes just to get proficiencies, it'll definitely be... You're, like again, you're you're taking the rolling aspect out of D D. Yeah, but I mean I, think... I thought of this especially for a think of things like even something innocuous like investigation. It feels really bad to fail an investigation role when you know you're looting a body that probably has some weapons. Yeah, it's like, oh, we want. were going after this guy because he holds the ancient amulet of Ball. Uh, <laughs> and you're like, I know he has it, and roll an investigation check. You're just like, I rolled a ten, and then Yim's like, all right. You don't find anything. You're like, well, I'll take his body. Because <laughs> I know he has a lot of take his body. <laughs> and I, I kind of look at it like once you get up there in levels, you almost never miss with an attack. Like, or right. it's very hard to miss. You so have like, a high enough, yeah. Yeah, you're rolling like 26s because... Which, that part of the game, though, I kind of agree with. It feels really bad to have a turn and, and literal do nothing. Yeah, exactly. As a spellcaster, you're like, I cast my spell. Okay, it has no effect. Like, I'm done with my turn. <laughs> that, that's like, it's like the worst feeling. It's like, it, wow. It I feel like sucks. I did nothing. Now, it could have been powerful, but instead I did nothing. Right, and, <laughs> and this is where I'm like, Okay, I kind of get it because, like, this is the rogue's thing is they're supposed to succeed on the lockpicking checks to open up yeah. this thing. They're supposed to be the stealthy person who can stealth in and steal the letter. Like, this is what they're doing instead of, like, making five attacks at a turn. But uh, it is definitely abusable. <laughs> yeah, it just, I just don't know how I feel about it overall. It's, it's just curious because, like, I haven't really – I mean – as my bard character, there are situations where I, I don't fail. Like we mentioned, like I don't fail persuasion. I don't really fail 
performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, and, and it is for my character, it's a good thing, right? Cause it would be awkward if I try and make all my performances and I, and I'm failing. Them. Right. It, it's like not very, you'd, you'd have to make my... that a part of your character. <laughs> yeah. Point. Yeah, exactly. And that's not who my character is. He wants to always be performing and doing yeah. well at it to, to make the benefits for the party. So yeah. it's a, it's a good thing, but it's kind yeah, of interesting I because I like, as a DM, I know that. I know you have like a plus 11 or 12 on your persuasion. Yeah. So like I I almost, this sounds kind of like pandering, but I almost do that as kind of like a reward. Like Yeah, like, like you have a high persuasion. Go ahead and persuade Go do it because this is what your character's gonna, doing. Do it. Like yeah. it feels so Absolutely. good to roll that 25 and be like, ha, I got him. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Maybe this is like a feel-good moment. Like now that you're the reliable talent, it's like, yeah, go ahead and make a check. And you're like, you're never failing. You're never failing. You're just yeah. like, yep, go ahead. I'll... Yeah, it's like, I oh, am. that two, now it's a 10. <laughs> it's Suck a 10, it, which gets um, the bonuses. Now it's an 18. <laughs> and 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 you can kind of like DM around that, so to speak. Like one, you're the only one with reliable talent. So if it's a group stealth check, yeah. it doesn't matter if you rolled a 32. Right. If you're, yeah, that. you're a reliable stealther. Good. You probably need that, actually, as a, yeah. especially for group checks. Boy, yeah. have we found that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, not it, a stealthy think, group. <laughs> it, it, like, it can de- I see what you mean. It can definitely be abusable. And also, it's kind of funny because, like, rules as written – ones like there's also no like technically crit failing a skill check and this makes right. it so there it's like you can just etch out every other number every single digit number on your die and just replace it with a 10 like that's effectively what you're doing yep so like you roll a nat one on your stealth check well now like there's no more nat one but you could i i know a lot of player groups kind of play around that like a nat one still a nat one just because it adds a little bit of fun to it a little bit of variance. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Moving through, because there's only four more things about the base class. At 14th mm-hmm. level, you get the blind sense, uh, which makes you able to hear, and you're uh, aware of any location of anything hidden or invisible creatures, but only within 10 feet of you. Right. You gotta be really close to it. I guess that's nice. Doesn't seem particularly useful. I I don't, like... I can't imagine as a DM, like, using this, because, like, if somebody yeah. is smart enough or, like... If a creature or a person has the invisible invisibility like ability to either cast it on themselves or a creature's invisible, they know that being around people, bumping into them, them making noise around people is the way that they get caught. So like mm-hmm. I, I would I would think that if I'm an intelligent wizard who's being invisible, I just wouldn't You're like, not going walk within up 10 right feet up. of the road. <laughs> yeah. Like sounds correct to me out of anybody i wouldn't go to anybody. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah sounds correct to me yeah I, I can't see this ever being useful but it is kind of like yeah i don't know it's it's nice that like it's like a spidey sense if somebody's about to, if like another rogue is about to sneak up on you yeah I, I, I could see this this is this kind of happens with a lot of classes and a lot of especially with these subclasses is it's like there's going to be exactly like one moment in a campaign where that matters like <laughs> there's gonna be like you're like a high level assassin is coming after you guys and they have they're able to cast visibility on themselves and it's gonna be like brett you you send somebody right behind you <laughs> and then you're then you can like i don't know do something but you can right. like play around like so the, the funny thing about that you mentioned that specifically even going back to my character as a bard i have like such a crazy high perception that my perception would probably pick that up. Like right, you could yeah. probably play around that with that with just any character. Like if their perception's high enough, 
yeah, they're going to start feeling tingles on the back of their neck if someone's behind them. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, invisible. you hear some footsteps behind you. Then yeah, you look it's, like, it's almost like it's nonsense. It's just like they just like threw this out there. And I'm like, OK, <laughs> yeah. it's the 10 feet thing. That's that's because like, yeah, that's like yeah. feet if it was bigger. <laughs> so, yeah, if like, it was bigger than that, maybe it'd be useful, but definitely not like this. Uh, 15th level of Slippery Mind. This is useful. This gives you proficiency and wisdom saves super useful that's yeah. one of the best proficiencies of any of the saving throws to have oh, because yeah. the magical effects on for wisdom spells are some of the most damaging to a party they're brutal they're yeah. yeah they're usually they usually take you out of the fight that is is what most of them or if not all of them yeah. do <laughs> <laughs> they take you out of your fight or turn you over to their side <laughs> yeah you're right or even worse yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah it, I, it's a little upsetting this doesn't come till 15th level Mm-hmm. Seems pretty high. I mean, it's useful, so that's good. Right. Uh, and this is at this point in the game is when you better have you better advantage have and proficiency on these. Yeah. yeah, like when you get higher levels too, every character can do so much. Yeah, you're this is when you're dead. Game over. <laughs> yeah, this is when engagements can live and die by a single roll of someone failing or saving uh, mm-hmm. a single spell. I mean that that's that's what it comes down to. Uh, so. Yeah, it, that, I I can't argue against this one. Other than I'm wondering, like, I almost would have selected proficiency and wisdom saves well before this. Like, I was you usually get to choose two, right? Uh, you usually just get, you or oh get no, that's right. The rogue is given two of them, right? I think it's intelligence and uh, dex. Yeah, yeah. I think you're just given those, and those are the two you have. Mm-hmm. So. Then by the time you get here, uh, yep, saving throws, dex, and intelligence. So those are the two you have as a rogue, and then you'll eventually be given wisdom at fifteenth, which is which is good. It's good. Uh, uh, then at eighteenth level, it's elusive, so no attack roll has advantage against you while you aren't incapacitated. That sounds awesome. Sounds good. Don't know how you how many times has that come up? I don't know. Because <laughs> not, not much stuff has advantage over you. For any given reason, besides your when you're set prone, uh, you're sometimes prone, you're flanked, like fairy fired or something. I guess. Yeah, um, I don't know. Like usually that isn't gaining advantage is obviously super big, but a lot of high level stuff that isn't like I don't really think of too many like high level monsters that are like I'm I that's my goal is gaining the advantage on for my strikes. There's a lot of spells, area effect stuff fighting bosses and it's usually like one or two people i can see if you're fighting like hordes of people if you're just flanked all around at what level do you get frenzied rage as a barbarian so i think at level or when can you use a frenzied attack so i think you're talking about you're talking about uh not frenzied attack uh reckless reckless that's what i'm talking about yes i think you can get that at second level (laughs) <laughs> so you can be in level 18 rogue technically and then multi-class into level two barbarian so and that you can if you reckless you gain advantage which gives you sneak attack so, so that that seems like a match made in heaven just like that because then <laughs> on the backswing they never get advantage over they don't you get advantage. so you just always just... have sneak attack available always all the time <laughs> and you get to swing twice and they never have advantage over you. I mean, that just seems... And you're sweet. raging. So, <laughs> so maybe that's why they did it. Like, just for that niche scenario, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Solved. Like, sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, but that's if you're try if you're avoiding this level twenty ability, which uh, is a little upsetting because this level twenty ability is pretty ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So at level twenty, so if uh, if your attack misses a target within range, you can turn that miss into a hit. That seems pretty good. <laughs> Alternatively, if you fail an ability check, you can instead treat that roll as a twenty. You can only you can get that uh, ability back after a short long rest. So I guess if if your plan is to be the barbarian like or just be swinging everywhere it probably is better to go level two barbarian and keep swinging because you're probably not going to miss if every attack you have is with advantage as advantage yeah because also <laughs> at this point you probably have probably like a won't plus miss. 15 to hit <laughs> so it actually to me it does sound worth it if you if what you're going for is is swinging yeah i'm going yeah this that. level 20 ability level doesn't really barbarian. no it's, it's, it's you can only do it once you can only do it rest. once i thought i thought it could be used on more things too it's literally just hit it's just Hits and ability checks. Or, yeah. So if you get use it to hit, you can't use the... I'm surprised you can't check. use this on a saving throw. Or does that count as an ability check? It's uh, Saving throws are different than ability checks. Yeah, yeah so, so I'm surprised like, it doesn't, like, how can it not, like, crit on... The saving throws, like, I would much rather have the saving throw than both absolutely. of these. Absolutely. Especially, like we just mentioned, like, if someone's trying to dominate you... To just yeah. be like, oh no, I crit past that one. Holy yeah, crap! Yeah, like, exactly. Dodge that bullet. Literally, yeah. <laughs> like, holy god! And level twenty, and that's you don't even get that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. again, the overall to me, pretty underwhelming class. Yeah, it's very uh, just a whole bunch of passive abilities. Like, whole like everything we read to you was a passive ability. That's just what you get. It's all yeah. about yeah, trying to get sneak attack. You can do all sorts of stuff. You all, with all these passive abilities. When you play it, you definitely feel really cool because you're able to like, okay, bonus action, disengage, I'm going to run, then next turn I'm going to hide and then go in and attack. And you can always do stuff like, oh, you hit me, I'm going to use Uncanny Dodge, somebody fireballs, oh, I'm going to use Evasion now. And you can do all this stuff. But yeah, yeah, it is uh, nice that your character always seems extreme, like the most mobile character on the battlefield at all times because you are just, yeah, dashing in and out, doing whatever you want. Yeah, you're all you're all over the place, which you're, is great. Yeah, you're all over the place, and that is that is cool. One kind of funny thing about this before we start talking about the subclasses is sure. this character or this class almost more than most. You really have to know what subclass you're getting into. I think beforehand, beforehand, because you have to figure out what your second stat, your second uh, highest ability score is. So, like, it does somebody, seem like this class is like definitely wants a lot of ability scores which is yeah. i guess why baked into the class it gives you that abilities score improvement at like li- like fourth level and then eighth 10th 12th 16th like you're maxing out your ability I, scores yeah i think i think that that i just checked the ranger and that's the same thing as the ranger so okay that's fair oh, no, 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 not, at, not, at, not at 10th yeah so they're similar right? so you, so you get, get even more as a rogue. Of, yeah you get one more yeah. so you're right yeah um, it, it seems like it's just it's a it's an ability score whore. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's definitely the <laughs> wants everything it's, maxed out. It's the HM slot of the group. Uh, yeah, <laughs> because you're uh, yeah because it's some of these they're like more spellcasting based, so you want intelligence. Some of these it's all about like getting people to do what you want them to do. So it's charisma. Some of these is about like it's actually just full decks and you can just do whatever you want. And some of them are more like. Uh, they're more melee based so maybe you want like high charisma or something but like something like barbarian where you want something in uh it's very 
it's very much strength constitution and then whatever you want like it almost doesn't matter with the barbarian but this one it's like the subclass determines what you want your second highest ability score to be sure yeah because it changes a lot let's get into some of them we're going to start with the player's handbook ones which is this is just if you have base 5e and this is part of the reason why i was never interested in them because all three of these archetypes that are in the base class they 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 have some sort of flavor but then sort of fail on a bunch of accounts let's start with the assassin which i think to me this is the least interesting of all of them uh yeah this is kind of like in the fighter the champion <laughs> subclass yeah it just doesn't just seem like, like it adds anything all right <laughs> it's like yeah. this is what you do except a little bit better <laughs> so it gives you at this third level which is when you get it you'll gain proficiency in disguise and poisoner's kit whatever you're also deadliest when you get your drop on your enemy you have advantage on attack rolls on any creature that hasn't taken a turn in combat yet so that's all it does so that's like can only happen like once per combat if anything mm-hmm. um, in addition any hit you score against a creature that is surprised is a critical hit. So you're really trying to surprise enemies. Not the easiest thing to do in D D. Yeah, the it's kind of it, generally what, you're the one walking into a fight and not the other way around. Yeah, exactly. Generally. And, and you're usually walking with a party, and yeah, if yeah. The party you're is not, not as healthy as you. It's like it kind of sucks that your ability isn't dependent on your role sometimes. Uh, yeah, hundred percent with this ability for sure, right? So it's, it's like, like I, I can't get in there and surprise them with you're all standing here. Yeah, like the fight's already begun by the time I'm doing anything. Right, exactly, exactly. And then you're just and- you're praying. What I hate most about this, especially from the onset, is they give you no bonus on your initiative, so you're praying for a good roll to even have the chance. To attack before someone. Yeah. Otherwise, it, this trait literally does nothing, and it does nothing besides the first round. Right. And yeah, basically, this is a first round, like, excuse me, full trait. And with surprise rounds, there's a little bit of interpretation of what, like, surprise is, um, and whether or not, like, they've taken a turn yet, uh, sometimes. Um, but usually if there's a surprise round, that means like you get a full turn before everyone else. So that will affect like you get advantage and then you're going right. to crit. And then and you're you also just... going to crit. Yeah. In those and... specific scenarios, this class is good. <laughs> yeah. And fortunately, the, the, the good thing about this is this is the one of the few classes that definitely like your third level ability gets better as you level up too. Because... When you're rolling 66 sure. for a thing, that, the then crit gets better and better, right? Right, but yeah, this is the this is the classic. It's not like a trap, but this is the thing that they see this. Like new players see this, yeah. and they'll be like, and they go, Ooh, "Assassinate!" This is this is going to be awesome. And then yeah, you realize like, hmm, this, <laughs> like this this monster. I'm not, I'm not really doing much. <laughs> yeah, like this monster has like way more health than I thought. Like if you're going in and like killing guards of a castle. You can just move through this surprise crit place them, like a right, ghost. and then they're just down. They're just That's down. Fair. Now. I, um, I feel like one thing too is that a beginning player might not even be aware that their class is failing them. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I get, yeah, unless yeah. they're like looking at other people in their party and going, "Wow, that's really cool that you can do all that," and you're still looking at your sheet like, 
I'm basically a barbarian that does, isn't strong. <laughs> well, yeah, I, you're absolutely right because the um, the thing is, is like when it's down to a roll, like like we said about your abilities are not determined by your roll. You can be like, oh man, if only that, if only the pal did, had doesn't have disadvantage on his stealth, then he would have passed it, and I would have assassinated. So you can almost see like construct a winning scenario. Like it would have worked, except for this. It's like, yeah, but that's. He has disadvantage on his stealth checks. Like you have to right. split the party in order for you to you thing for you to do your thing, and that's like rarely anyone wants to do that. Kind of rarely so, but in before this- I make too much of a mistake saying that this is like terrible, it, if you're hidden because we know at level two you can hide with your cunning action, does that count as a surprise hit? Yeah, if they if they don't know what's going on, like you can sneak into a room and if somebody's back is turned they're sitting at a desk you can be like okay i want to sneak up and attack them then that's a surprise hit i'm saying like mist of combat you can use the hide action oh uh no unfortunately not there you go so that, and that's what i was saying because if if so yes it would be like your turns would be very deterministic right i hide i attack i hide i attack <laughs> but yeah. you'd actually be doing some sweet damage at that point if every attack is a crit now oh, you'd be doing you'd be you'd be blowing things up yeah it would be the every, every other turn feeling. yeah <laughs> only every other turn and only if you successfully hide so i'm i don't even i'm not even convinced it would be that well, I guess you could okay. hide as a bonus action, so <laughs> this would be Oh, okay, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's right. Okay, I'm thinking it's it takes a whole turn to hide. It takes a whole turn, yeah. Okay, you can hide in it. And you do get advantage though, if you do successfully hide. Yes, yeah, because you're hidden. You'll get it. the advantage, you won't get a surprise. Okay. Well, let's go through the rest of the assassination class. This one also disappoints me. This infiltration expertise. There's just so many easier ways to do this. <laughs> This is at ninth level. So notice how you went into the subtype. You're expecting to get to all this stuff. And I think this is the way it works for all these subclasses for the most part. The one you're designing later is a little different, which we'll get mm-hmm. into very soon. Uh, you're only getting something like every six levels or so. Like, yeah, I think... From your subclass, very sparingly. Yeah, it's I think because you get like... So much in the base class. Yeah, right? you get this, this is one of those things that's like... The opposite of a wizard, where like it's all yeah. in the everything's baked in the sub. Yeah, <laughs> this is like all the all the classes. They're except for maybe one, which is the spellcasting one. Essentially, feels very similar. Yeah, they um, all have stuff at third, ninth, thirteenth, and then seventeenth. Yeah, because you're getting that this, seems like, to be the wisdom. pattern. So like you have to want to play a rogue, and then you choose the subclass rather than like in a lot of other classes. You'd be like, ooh, I want to do this kind of magic or i want right. to be a wild magic sorcerer because you're interested in the wild magic part of being a sorcerer but this and is i'm definitely going to put more of the importance especially on these subclasses in the first two that third and ninth yeah. rarely are we going to get to the last two i mean that by exactly. then the, uh, we're in a campaign now that we just said we're almost done we're like level like 10 11 yeah we're like you know we'll get a little higher we'll probably get to this 13th level by the time we're, we're getting out of here but you know, we're not going to see the very end game one like that. That part that generally in a lot of campaigns doesn't matter unless you're right, very yeah. experienced. So th- I'm just super disappointed. Like that first ability is better than this one. This one, the infiltration expertise is you can create false identities of yourself. You have to spend seven days just to do this. You have to come up with its history, profession, affiliations. Um, can't do uh, apply it to someone else. 
Uh, you got to acquire all the clothing. You got to acquire. The you got to do a lot of work for this thing. It's a lot of work. It's seven days. <laughs> but, and then all, all that happens at the end of it is like you can disguise yourself as another dude that's just around. Like it's pretty hard to role play this to make it actually impactful. Yeah, you'd have to you'd have to have like a, a whole bunch of downtime. And I think there are non-traditional campaigns that this is going to be like super fun. In. Like in this. That, like, that might be fair. Cause, but the, here's the other thing. There's like a spell called Disguise Self. Yep. Yeah. Well, so it's this, just there's easier ways to do all this. This is this is the disguise is part of it, but you're not disguise. You can disguise yourself as somebody else, but you're also like creating a new person so you could be like oh right. i'm uh i'm a trader from westfall and then everyone be like oh yeah because you have the same clothes as the other traders you it's i mean yeah it's supposed to be a more convincing a, disguise self. yeah but a there's a different. way in D to just lie really quickly roll really well and if you're high enough deception <laughs> and disguise self uh then like mechanically it operates yeah, very like nothing changes and i didn't have to spend seven days 25 gold and uh, you know, an entire slot of my subclass. Yeah, it's really, <laughs> because like this, this sounds like it should be a feat that you can take. <laughs> yeah, it just sounds like something that should have came with the class. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. It, it's just one of those things that, like, if you're, I could see some like super, like, rule crunchy DMs saying like, oh, well, disguise self doesn't like, I doesn't do certain things, or they can like, oh, well, everybody in this casino is constantly on the lookout and then they're going to see the disguise uh, see through the illusion and then blah 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 but like you'll know if that's kind of the campaign you're running i would have for sure wanted something in this slot to help out with my third level like i would have wanted an initiative bonus of something like advantage on initiative rolls would have been fine so something to help me because how bad would it be to play this class and like what if you like always failed your initiative rolls. It's possible. And if you did, your class literally added nothing. Right. <laughs> That's horrifying. Or like something like instead of the disguise kit aspect of the bone of proficiencies, something to do with poisons. Like what if like you, there can make, you go make some poisons. Add some poisons. That, that would have been cool, right? Yeah. They give you like... a poisoner kit. And as far as I know, there's no real poisoner subclass that they I think there there might be something in like maybe in one of the super artificers, but um, yeah, we're only going in. We're we're only going to be talking about the player's handbook ones, which is only three. The Xanathar's guides to everything; it adds like four, and uh, Tasha's, right. which only adds two. So there's there's not a lot that we're going to be going over today. And, and there there are some optional rules for like poison and stuff, but I, I kind of forget. But it, it'd be cool if that was that aspect. But I agree with you. Yeah, poison or a direction would be more interesting. Uh, for people and it like leads and would probably be more fun even to role play than this disguise self that you could just do literally with like any character right and (laughs) disguise kit like let's say you chose your expertise with disguise kits at level six you're Mm -hmm. not gonna you're not gonna fail that role (laughs) like you're gonna have a pretty awesome you'll be all right (laughs) I, i see where they're going with this but ultimately like if you ask your DM if you can disguise yourself as somebody and you have a disguise kit, yeah, they're going to be like, they're going to be like, yes, roll for it. And you, <laughs> yeah, you know. right? and that's how it works. Yeah, it, this just feels like they, which is hilarious, coming from the designers of the game, it feels like they didn't understand 
how the game runs, you know, like almost like there's yeah. a blockage of like, oh, they, they need this to be successful. Like, no, you don't. I, I would expect this to be in one of the one of the subclasses we're going to talk about later. But yeah, this especially in a subclass called Assassin. Yeah, like right. Do we, and, and do we so more far, damage or something? You're, yeah, so far it seems like the first ability uh, got there, but yet there's no support around it, and now all of a sudden we're like a disguise thing. What? Yeah, like if you, uh, yeah. And then they just they press on the gas double, pedal for level down. 13. Yeah, they double down on this. So they have imposter at level 13. Now you can like mimic people's speech, writing, and behavior. But you have to spend three hours. Like, it's just like, I hate when they have this like these huge requirements on these things. Like, I I went into this special subclass. Just give me it. Just so yeah. I can do it. Why why do I need to like now have this whole side role-playing quest just to be able to use some of the crap in my subclass like that that's the kind of thing that i feel like i'm a character can't i just do that like hey i want to learn how to mimic his writing can't i just say i want to do that <laughs> and like yeah. and i, I want to spend oh, yeah, three like, hours like i don't need this trait to tell me like yeah, I'm, this... hey i'm gonna go try and learn how to write like this guy right and, and the, that would be the thing where it's like yeah just okay roll for it Instead of yeah. this, it's like you automatically go. And if I fail, I failed. Field. But I, if I pass, there you go. I just did this whole subclass by rolling. And and I know, I know. Just before I said like the reliable talent thing, I don't mind as much. But that's because it's like a specific subclass thing. But mm-hmm. like, yeah, this also, it, this is just compounding on about <laughs> <laughs> about the about like you're rolling less and less because you're essentially a superhero at this point. Yeah. Right. Uh, lastly, the 17th level is the Death Strikes. And finally, we hear more about, maybe I'm an assassin. Uh, this is when you attack and a creature is surprised again. So it has to be surprised, which we know how rare that is. Uh, then it has to make a con save. If it fails, you double your damage. That's sweet. Yeah, and the damage is critted, and you crit. the You double the critical hit. <laughs> so yeah, you're so only like... Yeah, going to kill him. Uh, but it's only 17. for the surprised attack. Yeah, that's your 17th level, and it's only You're a rolling surprised attack. You're rolling 96 for sneak attack. Okay. So that's doubled. And then Woo. you double that again. 18 <laughs> so, to 36 D6? Well, so the damage is just doubled. So, like, the, it's not ah, Okay, the you're rolling the 18 D6. That includes doubling the modifiers, doubling oh, okay. any any other... You're just like, rolling the 9, and then you're quadrupling. That's, yeah, kind of. <laughs> uh, depending on how you how uh, that's a lot of damage. Uh, I don't know. I just want to move on. What do you give this class? What do you give assassin? You know what I'm giving it. This is a straight F for me. I'm never choosing assassin in a million years. I think this is like probably a really good level three like multi class. Like uh, it, I could accept that. <laughs> uh, like mostly because yeah, if you pair this subclass with something that actually does help you get initiative roles which i know like i think barbarian has advantage I advantage think, on initiative roles which it does you can, seem you like. can get the alert feat which is plus five to initiative there you go right if you have that feat yeah right it, yeah so i could agree with that i could see that if going to a level three which just like we mentioned rogue class is a great class to multi-class into especially up through that third level you went yeah. you literally just got like expertise sneak attack your cunning action to give you all these bonus actions and now this assassinate thing on top of it, that, yeah, that could be nuts. Just yeah, for yeah. multiclassing to level three, that could be crazy. That's what I did with uh, Whitethorn, the NPC. There you go. So he went to like level three rogue and, yeah. and just monk the rest. 
So Monk's yeah. another good pairing. Uh, I'm sure Paladin's a great pair. Any yeah, of the Monk. melee martial characters are like yeah. You get advantage if you, if you auto, <laughs> yeah, like Paladins. Like if you auto crit, that means you can do divine smite. Divine smite. And then, holy god! Yeah, it just gets murder. Just do damage, man. Yeah. So um, so that I I would agree with you there. Yeah, I think to so go um, into this specific one because I think we mentioned a rogue is incredible to go into anyway. To specifically go to assassin. This you, is the you would worst want, class. Yeah, this, this is would the be the summer. worst one, I would say, and well, you would you would need advantage on initiative for me to tell you, yeah, that could help. Yeah, you'd like I I could see if the your entire party is filled with rogues, monks, and rangers that everyone's sneaky and you're getting surprise rounds like a lot. Trying that's to way better. But like the campaign we're running in there's yeah, like your dm's gonna do something about that if, if if you're doing that much ridiculous stuff we're like we're always sneaking up as a group and we're just trying to tag them eventually that's not gonna work out <laughs> right like uh, I, I was saying like um, i guess unless it's like if but if if the whole group likes it then that's that's the campaign now like if the whole group is all right. about like espionage and sneaking up and stuff then that just becomes part of the campaign. Sounds kind of like a boring campaign, though. <laughs> <laughs> that does. That's a, lot yeah, of right? Yeah, it sounds like a boring All campaign. All right, let's move on to, uh, in my opinion, one of the best ones. Especially with the base version, at least. Uh, this is the Arcane Trickster. So now mm-hmm. they're trying They're trying to add a little magic flair to your uh, yeah. to the rogue characters. Not it's just so martial. They actually tried to, to give spellcasting a try uh, at third level. Uh, yep. You're going to gain three cantrips, one of which has to be the mage hand, and they actually made mage hand uh, pretty important, uh, which is why yeah. they they it like bam they give you mage hand, and then you get to choose two other cantrips from the wizard, so only wizard spell list, which is mm-hmm. though honestly I the mean, wizard that's, spell that's list all. is could... is like it that, that's the list. Oh if you no, want I get to, to choose, choose from all of them. <laughs> yeah, if you want to choose like a list to choose from, it's got to be wizard. So yeah, so this is the wizard. Um, interestingly, and you're also going to know three spells. Uh, these are all of first level. You don't get too many spell slots. They're only you only get two first level spell slots. And even if we talk about like going down the list all the way to like twentieth level, you're going to know thirteen spells by then. But you only have one fourth level spell slot. Yeah. So like, so let's think about what are the spells that help the most out. So probably not much like damage spells because that takes away from your attack so you want to like no buff like polymorphs yourself. or yeah polymorph like is a good one yeah. like uh the and you can you can only choose from enchantment or illusion i forgot if you just if you just mentioned that but like, oh no i did not hypnotic I polymorphs part of it i think yeah so one interesting thing about that is when you learn your spell at level 8, 14, and 20, you can choose from any school of magic. So okay. you can So, so eventually you're going to get it from everywhere, yeah. I think Confusion's probably a good one that's a fourth level. That's probably an enchantment. Uh, Something. Yeah, it, it's. It, I think it's an enchantment. That sounds like an enchantment level thing to do. That sounds but, like an enchantment. Like hold person, charm person. Hold persons. But yeah. you get disguise self. That's an illusion. <laughs> so There you go. Uh, like, a, yeah. Uh, Instant... Immediately better than the assassination with their crap. At level three, you get you get their level. So, so what's interesting ability. about this subclass, definitely, is that at each level, for the most part, uh, you're gonna like at least be learning like a spell or two, you know, here and there. Well, I mean, at, at fourth level, you learn like one more spell, and you get it. You unlock a whole other spell slot. Then somehow you don't until seventh level. 
because of how they spaced it out. Yeah, but I think, from there, it's like you almost gain a, a, a different spell every every single. Yeah, like I, I think they did it so like at fifth level you gain uncanny dodge, so you don't get anything from your subclass, but you don't get anything for level six either. But you but, get it, you for this you get it more than any of the other subclasses. You're you getting something somewhere like. And, level is not a level you get anything you get a spell you get a spell yeah you learn and, a spell and uh and, and at that level a spell anywhere and spells on non-spellcasting characters usually you can figure out a way to make it amazing like you, yeah especially on a character like this so learning this many spells too just to be versatile you don't have that many spell slots like we mentioned but these are like versatility spells, is what you're using. Oh yeah, the yeah. rogues got the damage portion kind of handled with like I'm just gonna go up there and stab him, and I'm gonna sneak attack it and yeah. do a bunch of damage. So like let's, I don't need to. Let's take a look at some of these spells you can learn. Charm person, we said disguise self, um, sleep at first level. Sleep's a good one. Hold person at level two. Invisibility. <laughs> do do you think you want that as a rogue? Way better. Yeah. <laughs> holy crap. Uh, mirror image. Oh, we know how good that uh, Let's see. At, at higher levels, you can get oh, everyone's favorite catnap. <laughs> uh, I don't even know what that does. That's that wasn't on our favorite spells episode. That was not uh, <laughs> not a pattern. Uh, charm mass charm. Bleh. I can't say words apparently. Charm <laughs> monster is hard. <laughs> yeah. Confusion, like you said. Um, there you go. Yeah, that's a greater invisibility, spell. which. Ooh. I, I would definitely double up to choose greater visibility because that way after yeah, you sure. attack is that third fourth level it's fourth level so not yeah, until so not until level nineteen so not usually I would stop at second level spells because second level spells go takes you all the way through level twelve yep you're, we're only talking up through second level. And that's why I said you're going to be picking the super. Ver- you're not going to be doing damage with your spells. You can't. Well, you can't you anyway because yeah. you can only choose from certain things. But yeah, your damage comes from attacks. You but want like, these spells to do whole person and invisibility are just like are useful. So nice. Yep. So we mentioned that you know, the mage hand is an important right. cantrip. It's because they also come uh, level three comes with the mage hand led ledger domain. Ledger Domain. How do you spell that? Ledger? Ledger Domain? I thought it was Ledgerman, but there's an I at Le- the end of it. Yeah, right? Yeah. Ledgerman makes more sense to me. Ledger either way. Man. This this adds some versatility to Mage Hand. Mage Hand's relatively useless. It lets you, like, within a 30-yard radius, do simple things that you'd be able to do with your hands. Well, this is going to allow you to also stow an object in the hand, which is interesting. Well, yeah, you can. So that means like you can pickpocket people with your. Yeah, ba- well, I thought that's what the next part was. Is you can retrieve an object. Yeah, you can still in a want container worn or carried by holding. A so you can like put something in someone's pocket, right, or whatever. Uh, and then you can pick locks now at range, which and I guess in- I did not know. Normal mage hand wouldn't allow you to do that. Yeah, I think it. I think it has the restriction that you can't do complex tasks. Ah, okay. And this is saying like, now nah, you can do Thank the rogue you. tasks. The rogue <laughs> with the mage hand, and it's don't invisible. Don't know how often that's nice. gonna come up, but it, it, probably it's, useful. It's one of those things that's just like. It's it just eliminates the area of effect uh, yeah, uh, treasure chest trap. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. The, the classic. <laughs> we we don't get affected by treasure mm-hmm. chest traps anymore because I can do this from range. Right. Yeah, it's cute. Um, I like that they. Also, in addition, you can use your uh, bonus action to control the hand. 
So from right. from your cunning action, you can uh, actually do stuff with the hand. Now the ha- again, we mentioned the hand can't do damage or anything. It can just do. It, it's just an added thing so though useful. that with your bonus it, action, you can just like like say you ran up and it, thirty yards is a switch that you needed to pull. Now I guess your cunning action could be used to dash, which just gets you there anyway. But if for any reason on the other side of some range, bars or something, yeah, like, for any reason it needed at range, you can pull it. With your with your mage hand, so they're yeah. super niche, but could come up. I I, I think it I think it's going to come up. Well, mage hand is, yeah, I think it's one of those things that is definitely. Uh, I will say yeah. I've had mage hand in our campaign forever. I used it a single time. I mean, like a single time there was like a use for it where I was like, oh, I can drop this package on their doorstep without us having to go to the doorstep, and that's when we used it, and it didn't seem particularly like revelation or like like oh my gosh we saved our lives by doing that yeah it, it seemed like okay that was a cool way to go about it like i did that we could have just like chucked it at the door i don't know like <laughs> well you, <laughs> one kind of thing that i mean it's not this because you you weren't going to use it to pick locks anyway but every every time i put a lock in front of you you're just like i'm just using my spell to open it yeah knock i just knock the thing knock it like oh, okay. knock's an incredible spell <laughs> duh great great spell I'll knock things that aren't knockable. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. When you're just like, I'm going to cast knock on the wall. I'm just like, there's nothing there. <laughs> knock! Like, knock. Still a wall. <laughs> I just remember, uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I, I had set that up like someone had like spider climbed up and around so they weren't going to leave footprints on the ground. And you guys yeah. had like rolled super high in your investigation checks. So like, oh, you, you see footprints coming down yeah, off yeah, the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I'm trying to open shit. And they're like, ah, that must mean there's a secret compartment in the wall. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I guess I didn't know. That was immediately our inclination. Exactly. We were like, he had to have gone through the wall. Gosh. <laughs> it has to have happened. Uh, uh, all right. The anyway. ninth level spell. So again, we mentioned how, I mean, so this one gets stuff all along the way. But you went from three to nine. Nine is going to get your next uh, step up. This is the magical ambush. Yeah. So if you are hidden from a creature when you cast a spell on it, the creature's disadvantaged on the saving throw, which that's is that's big. Yeah. Hold person, just like hold we were person. About. Yeah. That's a that's probably the biggest, right? Because yeah, just anything. Because it, like we mentioned before, it feels really bad when you cast your spell and it doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, this can. This is a great way to. Uh, Stop that from happening. And with this character we mentioned, you could use your bonus action to hide. So you can make sure you're hidden before you cast your spell against a creature to then impose disadvantage. It, that's really useful. I really like that one. Right. Yeah, it is. Disadvantage is huge. Yeah. It, that, that's that's enormous. That That's probably the difference between actually holding the person or not. That's a, oh, yeah. that's a huge. It, it's like <laughs> having like, like a minus five or six. <laughs> penalty yeah, to, that, to that's, save. I really like that. That makes him more useful than a lot of like like anything the bard could cast. <laughs> like, because I don't I don't get to impose disadvantage on people's rolls ever. Mm-hmm. I just say like, did they fail? <laughs> Please. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it works. <laughs> Hopefully they failed. Uh, moving forward, the yep. versatile trickster at level 13, they can now distract their targets with their mage hand. So the mage hand comes back in great fashion here. Now it sounds like the mage hand is like, it better be permanently like floating in the air. Yeah, you, you <laughs> can just like, you. before you go into battle, you're like, I'm going to cast mage hand. And then... Yeah, mage hand's here. Because um, on a, as a bonus action on your turn, 
you could designate a creature within five feet of the hand, and doing so gives you advantage on attack rolls against that creature until the end of turn. Yeah, so it, can, you can move the hand, what, I think it's got 30 feet of movement or so. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you, like, put your hand next to them, you wave in their face, and then you stab them. Yeah, so that means you get sneak attack. You get sneak attack, yeah. It just kind of gives you a way to get sneak attack really It kind of, like, gives you the help action, kind of, so you can get an advantage. Right. Oh, and that reminds me. (laughs) I kind of want... So, I... This class can be really good if you choose, like, one of your spells that you can get later on as, like, for with Find Familiar... Because technically, the find familiar can give you the help action. Ah, okay. Familiar again. And does it count? Does the find familiar? Oh, does the familiar also count as a enemy within five feet of someone if you walk the familiar? It doesn't count as that, but giving you advantage is is enough to give you sneak attack anyway. Yeah. Yeah. How does it give you advantage without being within five feet of someone? I don't get that part. It can give you the help action. So it can give you the help action. Which Jeez, okay, right? I I love find familiar, but I also hate it. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> that makes no sense because it's basically just like, oh, hey, I have like a, I have this like small bird I have with me. It's my familiar. Oh, I'm climbing a cliff. It's gonna help me. So now I have an advantage <laughs> on my athletics check. I'm like, how does it make? Like, it's up to the DM and the player to role play it. But I'm just like, oh, I'm trying to haggle with this guard. Good thing I have this eagle with me. <laughs> now I'm definitely <laughs> so it just gives you advantage on everything uh, that seems it, wrong it's it's a first level ritual spell that's just like in my opinion broken because it's just like yeah that does sound broken yeah just you have advantage on every role in the every game? Nah, every that's... ability check that yeah. you want like oh it doesn't say. i would shut that down immediately <laughs> yeah, exactly. if someone tried that's to do sad, that i'm no. just like i could see it like I would just take Eventually. away the help ability. That just doesn't sound right. It, that's not what it can do. It can't, it can't help. It's, it can't it's help like you. Like, how is it? To, I would make the person like role play everything. Like, how is this like helping? Ferret, yeah, yeah. What helping is it you doing? climb this? Yeah, cliff. I agree. Convince me, and I'll give you advantage <laughs> on that. Please explain. And if they explain, I'll be like, you know what? You got me. Oh, <laughs> I see that because I could see like someone who's afraid of like if you have a giant spider as a like a or a spider as a companion someone's afraid of spiders that could be intimidating uh, <laughs> but like there's so much i'm just like yes this frog is next to me so now i have advantage on every single attack i make <laughs> for, the, for the rest of this combat I'm like no that's too good <laughs> foresight is a ninth level spell and that's what it does and that's what it does permanently at level one ritual anyway uh, the anyway. last one that you'll probably never see on the Arcane Trickster, but this is super cool, the Spell Thief. <laughs> I so love sweet. what it's called. Um, you gain the ability to steal the knowledge of how to cast a spell from another spellcaster. There is a caveat, but first, immediately after a creature casts a spell that targets you, or it includes you in its area of effect, uh, you can use your reaction to force the creature to make a saving throw and basically counterspell it. If they fail to save, the effects... Spells effects are are negated. Which does that mean like it eats a fireball? Yeah. I guess you can eat a fireball. Yeah. It, you're if you're within the area of effect. You it can says eat against a fireball. you, so I don't know if that means you just don't take Well, damage. it says or includes you in if it's area of effect. Right. I, I'm wondering if that means Oh well it doesn't say uh, negates. Fireballs don't target you, they target areas. Right. I, I was wondering if it meant 
affect you only negate its effect on you and then your other party members. Oh no, because it says the the spe- you negate, you negate- spe- oh against you. Yeah, you're right. You negate the spell's effect against you. Yeah, so it probably just stops the damage from hitting you with the fireball. Yeah, but you'll also steal the knowledge and be able to cast fireball then. And they uh, can't. And they can't. Uh, now this works because fireball is a fourth level, right? But you have to use your spell slots, it says. So, right. So you have third level spell slots, so you'll be able to cast Fireball. But you can't cast anything higher than, like, I mean, at this point, it's just third level. Because (laughs) you're 17, (laughs) you know you're not getting fourth until level 19. Right. That's the caveat. So it's like, eh. I don't like that they added that caveat. I wish it just kind of worked. Yeah. On anything that cast against you, just to be like... (sighs) Wow. Like, yeah, like and it's a once, it once a day thing. It's super specific. Like, let me just do it once. And it's only if you fail. <laughs> and it's at level 17, so so it's like you should just be able to do whatever you want. Oh man, yeah. I don't know. Just they, they underpowered a lot of this stuff <clears throat> in the rogue class, in my opinion. Uh, maybe it's because the base class is so strong, which it is, mm-hmm. but just I don't love it. So what do you give the arcane trickster? I'm gonna give it like an A or like a B plus or something, just because like I don't know. The versatility of having spells is huge. Yeah. Uh, I'll give uh, give Arcane Trickster... I'll give it a B-. I think it's just fine. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you can find ways to use the certain things you're given from this uh, subclass. You're probably doing some good stuff, Mm -hmm. so it's it's helpful. For sure. Don't think I would want to roleplay it much, but I think there's cooler things to do than this guy, but it's it's Mm -hmm. cool. Lastly, you have the Thief. Uh, this is a very typical one to go down. You get the fast hands. This is, allows you the bonus action granted by cunning action. You can make a dexterity check to disarm traps now or use an object. This is the classic, um, I can use two of my objects at once kind of deal. <laughs> like people like, apparently there's the broken thing with the, a bag of holding in a portable hole, right? It like implodes or whatever. Yeah, and I... I have to look into that, but I don't. I don't know if that like works actually. Really <laughs> the way that they think it because, is like some some people they're like, oh well, it technically works this way, and then you actually like look into it, like I, you. But you can't do that. <laughs> it's like, oh well, it rules as written, but your DM has to allow you to have these five things work, <laughs> work at the same at the same time. It's when it's like, no, it doesn't work that way. I don't know. I'll, I'll just, yeah, I don't know that. Overall, to me, I see that and I go, "What, whatever." Like that doesn't seem useful. It, that that seems there's yeah. You got to really, really know D anD D to 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 know how to use this. Yeah, you. So usually, using your thieves tools is a action to use. Yeah, this is like this is not for the starting level like beginner. They won't like, know. Yeah. They'll see this and go, "Okay." I, I don't know what that means. Like, like do you a, see the assassin I, thing? That means I get to I, crit. Yeah, right? You're going to go assassin, or you're going to go arcane trickster if you feel like casting spells. You're not mm-hmm. ever choosing this. Then you get second story work as well. This gives you the ability to climb. Um, cool. It doesn't take extra <laughs> movement to climb. Uh, and whenever you make a running jump, you can uh, jump number of feet equal to your dex mod. Okay. Cool. <laughs> that doesn't even seem that that far. Yeah. Increases. It increases by increases, like increases. Yeah. Increases. So you yeah, if you can jump ten feet, now you can jump like thirteen feet. Yeah. It, cool. in, in actuality, 
like gaps are increments of five feet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so you so, could probably jump over it anyway. Yeah, there's a jumpable gap or the one the DM clearly does not make a jumpable gap, <laughs> which is like a 50 foot gap. And it's like, yeah, there's it's really like no in between. <laughs> the rogue tries to jump. <laughs> <laughs> okay. ah, it's like, all right, he's dead. <laughs> so, I mean, to me, level three, just nothing here. There's just nothing going on. This is all like, oh, cool little fancy things that do nothing. Level 9, you get the Supreme Sneak. You'll now have advantage on stealth checks. As long as you're moving half your normal speed. That that seems sweet. That seems right. like something the rogue should just get? Question mark? I don't know. Right, yeah. That just seems like uh, the rogue as a base class should have that at a higher level. Just like, yeah, they have to move really slow, but they have advantage on their sneaks. The stealth oh, checks. Yeah, exactly. But like... Yeah, seems normal, at, but... At, but you're going to get reliable tail at level 11 anyway. <laughs> yeah, like, that is so true. It's like, yeah, but you're not failing them in two levels anyway. Yeah. yeah. So this this is feels super bad so far. 13th level, now you can use magic items. Even if you don't know what they are and they're not intended for you, you ignore class, race, and level requirements, and you can just use magic item. Again. That could be fun. I like, yeah, I, if, if your DM does this, then yes, this is awesome. Yeah. Two problems. One, to have like a, a, a polymorphing staff and you're just like, boom, boom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. But the thing to me is like, one, like if you have, you know, there's like a wand of polymorphing, the wizard will probably want that. In your class. <laughs> so they, they have to not want it. And two, like, is your dungeon master going to give you something that's like usable by wizards only when you don't have a wizard? And you're just like, well, in 10 levels, then you're going to be able to use this thing. I feel like this is just going to run into those, uh, like, party, like, failures where, like, you're just going to start stealing from your party members everything because you want to use all their crazy magic. You know, I can use it. So you're going to start. I I hate those rogues who start doing that. I know it's part of the game and they do that. It shouldn't be. (laughs) No, I know. (laughs) But people do it. That's why people play rogues. Again, this, this is part of my reason I hate the class. I feel like beginners or people that don't really want to play D&D and are, like, forced upon or whatever, they play a rogue, and then they do stupid stuff like this, where they play a thief rogue, and they just try stealing stuff from everyone. And that's yeah. all they do the whole campaign long. And you're just like, this guy sucks. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like, it's this. It's the same reason why, like, usually people don't do persuasion checks in party, because it's like, well, the bard is just going to mind control everybody if you allow persuasion <laughs> checks uh, because like that's just how it works try like, and beat me yeah. there's no way the guy with like when like but it's unacceptable to like for the barbarian to take a swing at it because it's like for some reason that like that that party conflict doesn't work but those other things are accepted but yeah it's like yeah th- this is uh it like i i don't think i've really given any items maybe except for one that had a class restriction anyway it usually it's right. pretty clear yeah, most like, of them are pretty general yeah one one item is one item yeah. was definitely a class restricted yeah and that that was one of the items that was in the module as like yeah it had okay. to be one of these and i and like that was thematic but like yeah like rogue is not going to use heavy armor so like i don't really need to make this a tunable henny arbor to only like paladins or fighters or something right well, finally, at 17th level, this one actually is pretty sweet. I wish it got this, like, earlier. I don't know. That'd be cool. So this is, you become adept at a quickly escaping danger. You take two turns during the first round of any combat. That's 
awesome. That would be nice for the assassin to get at 13. Or yeah, something. absolutely. So you take your first turn at your normal initiative, and then you'll take your second turn at your initiative minus 10. And you obviously, and it says you can't use this when you're the one getting surprised. So if a surprise round has happened, right. you've already lost the, the reflexes uh, talent. This is an awesome trait, and I wish they used this somewhere else, and I would have been excited about this. At level 17 in this junky subclass no one else no, does it <laughs> don't even care again you get I, the thief this is kind of like the assassin where like there is a not again non-traditional campaign where this is gonna be like a decent class but <laughs> in the north like if you're starting out and the dm says oh this is gonna be just like a stock like your first D D experience this is gonna be like the regular one then i think other like you said put it perfectly it's like everyone else is gonna be doing all sorts of stuff you're gonna be like well i can climb <laughs> i can i'm a really good climber yeah <laughs> yeah i give this one an f as well i just i would never choose it ever yeah i would give it like a d i think the maybe at 17th level it's okay for a second and but not really because it just it yeah. just helps you in the first round I, oh yeah my God, I, I, I think can't i can't with this i think if your dm is someone who does do those restrictions a lot level 13 could be super nice but it's like oh finally i can use like this knife that was only a warlock for some whatever reason or something yep. but yeah all right well now we're pushing into xanathars uh they got four classes here and but they're all i feel like they're all the same in that they added something decent to the class in general but and then just stopped like where they were heading and then it kind of like falters at the end so yeah the, i'm gonna start with the yeah. inquisitive rogue this one's got three abilities right from uh, level three mm -hmm. that's pretty sweet the ear for deceit the eye for detail and the and insightful fighting all pretty useful yeah. the ear for deceit i think is the least useful this is kind of um what was the level 11 one we were saying the reliable guy reliable sort of like that any version of that yeah, it's just for insight checks uh, to determine whether creatures are lying. Uh, and it's instead of 10s like the other thing, it's now you can treat anything lower than a 7 as an 8. Which is really good. If if you want to play the detective character, this yeah. is fantastic for that. If you're insight is a, is a common role. In a lot of scenarios, insight's very important mm -hmm. to determine... If your group's going to die right now or right, whether like, you can like continue the conversation. Yeah. Uh, so I, I do agree. This is, this is useful. It doesn't seem very strong though, right? They, they, they limit it to eight. So it's, you're not going to get a fantastic roll out of this. It's not like you're going to immediately know what's happening. He's a level three. If you have like an insight uh, and what, what is insight? This is um, wisdom. So, like, if you have a plus two in wisdom, and then you're but you'll uh, probably choose this as your expertise, right? So you'll probably exactly. get double your bonus. So then you'll get another plus four. So you get plus six to it. So like the minimum roll is twelve or be fourteen. Like a 14 which that's like, pretty good at third level. That's gonna succeed a lot of the time. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. And I think uh, they made that just mm -hmm. so it's like maybe slightly under fifteen. Like you have to yeah, really make this yeah your yeah yeah if, if you want to like get the hard, more difficult ones. Yep, I agree. Uh, the eye for details. The next one. This uh, you can use your bonus action to check to spot a hidden creature or object, or uh, uncover or decipher clues. I don't I know. Could literally, have not put this, and I wouldn't. Yeah, like, I, it, the, 
it doesn't do anything. Yeah, you, because anything. in combat, you have to it say, just, like, I want to. It just says to make a roll, play. right? <laughs> huh? Yeah. Yeah, it just says make a roll, right? It's just like yeah, part of the subclass. Is, it's like make a roll. Yeah, this is like instead of doing cunning action, you could be like, oh, in combat, I want to make a perception check around the room to see where that ruby is. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, like, and instead of, time, of using an action, you, yeah, you yeah, get to do that as a action. bonus action. But like, for a lot of the time, the DM's just gonna let you do it, or they're yeah, not gonna yeah. let you do it. And then, right before taking your actions, yeah, like, oh, hey, you're fighting something. So, like, either knowing where it is is super important, and it's totally worth you figuring out where it is and shouting it out to your party, or you just need to kill the person in the room, and then the threat's dealt with, and you can just investigate normally. There is like a chance you can like role play this with uh with the DM to say like ah but I have the eye for detail so I would have noticed uh, right, but, you yeah. know you could you could maybe Definitely, make a, yeah. a ploy on that. But this, this last one's this yeah this last one's actually very decent. At third level you have insightful fighting. So as a bonus action you can make that insight check against a creature you can see that isn't incapacitated. You can test by them, so they're going to make a deception check. You're going to do insight, they're going to make a deception check, so it's a contested roll. If you succeed, you can sneak attack against them, even if you don't have an advantage. So it just this gives you sneak attacks on people. Yeah, and just, just by just by just by being like, I want to contest that guy. I want advantage or not advantage, sorry, but you get sneak attacks. Right. So you don't require people to be within five feet of them or mm-hmm. uh, or have advantage on them. You can just. Bam, I want sneak attack against him. Yeah. And it lasts for a minute. Yeah. So it lasts pretty much the whole combat. So you don't have to keep using your bonus action to do it. Yeah. Um, This is super nice. That's awesome. Like, you you can turn something that, like, you'd normally have, like, oh, instead of sleight of hand, I'm going to use, I'm going to use expertise and insight. So now you can, like, turn that into actual increasing your average damage. And you can use it every turn. So if you failed that first time, just use it again. Just next turn. I want sneak attack on that guy. <laughs> yeah. Insightful fight yeah. again. It's not like, oh, you failed. You'll never be able to do it again. No, you just have to succeed that once and you're good to go. You'll sneak attack every round no matter where he is. Yeah, exactly. It's really cool. It's really cool. Yeah, so that that's that's a, that's super helpful for the rogue. Finally, something I look at, I'm like, thank God go. they yeah. finally it, helped out the rogue. to do what the thing that you Yeah, <laughs> that's the whole point of the class. And like, everything you're giving me is like, ah, well, in this situation, if they're hidden and they're hidden and you're over there on the second evening of the third day, <laughs> you can then... <laughs> <laughs> yeah you then get advantage on deception checks. yeah <laughs> like what uh, and only then in combat after that yeah but only in combat and only that one time and you don't get it back until you have a long rest yeah. <laughs> level seven what really. <laughs> finally something i go oh thank you Th- thanks for helping my class out i can do stuff it's interesting i have stuff to do in combat that's mm-hmm. playful i have to make rolls that rolling's fun especially contested rolls yeah contested rolls are rolls fun, fun. contested yeah. rolls are fun so especially fun like thing. sometimes the monster's charisma is like negative three and you're just like oh, <laughs> gotta <laughs> uh then you get the steady eye at level nine so we'll get we're following the same pattern level nine mm-hmm. you have an advantage on any perception or investigation checks that's helpful that's really useful those are two very important checks oh my gosh uh, yeah those are incredibly important checks. Now it says like as long as you move more, no more than half your speed on the same turn. Yeah, that's I guess sure. for combat reasons, but like that that's not important. Yeah, what it says is that you get advantage on all perception and investigation checks. That's that's really nice. Yeah, like the the worst feel bads is you're looting the room and then you roll poorly, 
and then yeah, and this just kind like, of keeps that from happening. You're like the ultimate looter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like and also something's going on in this room, and I got to figure it out. Being super percep- perceptive is, is definitely helps out in so many scenarios. Oh my god! You can <laughs> actually get combats to work the way you kind of want, as long as you're perceptive. If you're not. Things aren't going to go your way a lot of the time. You're going to end up in combats that you're like, ah, god dang it. If only we saw the giant bat flying at us. (laughs) (laughs) But you did it. (laughs) But we did, because all of us rolled a five. Uh, A 13, the unerring eye. Your senses are impossible to foil. Hmm. You can now, as an action, sense the presence of illusions um, within 30 feet of you, and also shapeshifters. Uh, provided you aren't blind or deaf, uh, you sense if uh, an effect is attempting to trick you, but you don't gain any insight into what's hidden or into its true nature. Ah! Yeah. Dude, just like, hmm, something's wrong in this room. Yeah, I, it's I interesting. Think this, this is useful uh, in comparison to the the blind the blind sight because yeah, this, like, this is like yeah, the because, more this is what I, blind sight should have just been right. It's just like okay, you get yeah, blind exactly. the way it was intended. I guess that should have happened. There's lots of like hidden rooms and stuff that are covered by illusion magic, and then you can just be walking along, and the DM could be like, "Oh, by the way, you sense that something is." is wrong with your unerring eye and the then you can be like thing, okay i'm gonna go investigate right now and then yeah the one thing i hate about this and how it's set up is that so and it mentions you can only use this feature equal to your wisdom mod but this is kind of like a dm ability not oh, your yeah. ability. you're not gonna walk into a room and be like unerring eye no it's gonna be yeah, a dm has to say know as an action it. so it's not a pat not technically a passive ability right and it's it, it's doesn't work that way. So in like a campaign, you're going to walk into a room and you're, yeah, you're not going to be like unerring eye. Ha ha. Your DM's going to be the one to know whether there's something even hidden to see. Yeah. And it, so you're just going like, to like, is, is it doesn't give like a duration. True. So can so I you can say like, <laughs> all right, I'm using unerring eye. Like when I walk into the dungeon, like how long does it work? Like it, maybe you're tracking uh, like a shapeshifter who's at a party and who's trying to kill the king or something. So you, can you just walk into the party and be like, I'm going to use unerring eye and then just have it up as you're walking around? Yeah, like, this feels like one of those abilities, right? Where you, you have to have it come to an agreement with your DM. of like, right, hey, yeah, How are we going to use this? Now that I have this, I have this certain sense. Can we just agree that like you're going to tell me whenever right, yeah. anything? And then we just say like it only works up to five times a day, which is like my mod this point right so yeah like, yeah exactly. yeah <laughs> like, just I, tell me when things are if someone came to me with that i'd be like yes that is totally reasonable. yeah like we're not gonna mess around with that which does feel sad that like a, a whole part of my class is just like yeah by the way just do this for me now right <laughs> that's why it feels like a dm ability it's like okay i mean it's mm-hmm. not uh the last ability sweet again the 17th level the eye for the weakness uh while your insightful fighting feature applies to a creature your sneak attack against the creature increases by 3d6. Yeah. <laughs> Which Holy again, God. at level 17 is like 9d6 or something. Uh, <laughs> so now it's like up to 12, I think. Yeah, 17 is 9d6. So now so now you have 12d6 damage on all your sneak attacks that you can have basically in every fight because of your insightful fighting as a bonus yeah. action. <laughs> Awesome. I mean, yeah. So you're, you're just yeah. adding damage. Yeah, pretty basic overall, but gives you some super useful base ability checks and gives you a lot of damage. I see more oh, damage yeah. in this class than a lot of the rogue subclasses. Yeah, I, I give this one a B. This is like pretty great. 
I'll def I'll definitely give it a B plus. I think it just it gives you the damage. It gives you a immediate assistance to your rogue class that I, I wanted to play rogue <laughs> and I yeah. wanted sneak attack. This gives you sneak attack. And one thing that's nice about this is that basically if you read this and you know you like it spells out what to do like you're like okay i'm gonna get expertise in like investigation it does you're right i'm gonna get right. investigation and insight you there, need you know, insight right yeah you have to choose insight it's part of like the bait class yeah and then at six i'm gonna get perception and i don't know something yeah. else like like these are the ones to get expertise in um, right, and, then you and just, probably investigation. Just become an investigation right. monster, right? So that you're yeah. never failing your investigation checks. Cool. <laughs> yeah, so you're right. It does spell it out for you. Like, yeah, choose these, become a monster in those, and, mm -hmm. and just and just nail it in those parts of the campaign. Uh, moving on to the mastermind. <laughs> Sounds really cool, but is it a cool subclass? You get the master of intrigue we'll and the master of tactics right away. Uh, this gives you proficiency with the disguise kit, forgery kit, gaming set, almost like that other class did. Right. And also, hilariously, gives you the ability to mimic speech patterns. Where have we heard that before? Oh, yeah, a 13th level in assassination. Except, wait, but, I mean, you don't get to spend three hours with that person. <laughs> you no, you can just do it. This is what I was saying. Yeah, when we're back If you hear them speak for like, a minute. A minute. Oh man, a whole minute. Yeah, instead of three hours. Yeah, so this one it says it doesn't it doesn't have the same thing as like writing, but like whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh the master of tactics is you can use the help action we were mentioning as a bonus action. Additionally, when you use the help action to aid an ally attacking a creature, the target of that attack can be within 30 feet of you rather than five feet. So you don't have to yeah. be standing right next to someone, you can be away from them, and it's as a bonus action. So that's interesting. Because it's not a reaction. So they're going to be attacking. You must have had to use your bonus action yep. during your turn to help them attack. Uh, you yeah. attack, and then on their turn, it's like, oh, they have advantage now. Yeah, and this is a bonus That's action cool. makes it like, okay, I'm going to attack. Maybe I'll get sneak attack because my my ally, the fighter, right there. is right there. I'm back here. I'm shooting with like a crossbow or something. Get sneak attack. Bonus action. Give him advantage as the help action. So this is super good when pairing it with a barbarian or someone that's going to be up in front because oh, yeah. you're going to give them advantage and you're going to have a, a sneak attack while they're up and and in their face so that's actually pretty pretty cool yeah now it does use up your bonus action so yeah i think it's probably better used on those character nah, not necessarily ranged it actually gives you a bonus action when you're so weird enough about that cunning action you have disengaged which is when you're up in front, disengage is the only one that's like, I'll get away now. Right. Otherwise, dash isn't going to help you in those scenarios, nor is hiding. You can't hide when you're right in someone's face. People have so, tried. People have tried. I would like to hide like you were in the middle of Many a field and one-on-one -on -one fighting somebody. Many have tried. Roll, 23. It's just like, no, that doesn't work. That's so typical rogue, right? Yeah, I hide. You're right it, in front it's of like me. The, it's like Skyrim. It, just it because you crouch. Work. Just because you crouch at Skyrim doesn't mean... It's like, yeah, they, yeah I, I think rogues more than any other class thinks a good roll is going to save them from everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, DM, tell, tell me how I hit. It's like, just because I rolled well. I was like, no. That's not, <laughs> no, you didn't hide. It's not how anything works. You may not take the hide. <laughs> that is so true. That is more true than anything. So yeah, that's, that's useful. That's really useful. Gives you a pretty useful bonus mm -hmm. action, actually, that I didn't realize. 
Then you get the insightful manipulator at level nine. But it says you have to spend one minute observing or interacting yeah. with a creature outside of combat. So instantly I'm like, nah, is this going to be useful? Because all it does is tell you if you're superior, equal, or inferior to two of the characteristics of your choice. Intelligence, wisdom, charisma, class level. Yeah, what are you going to gain from that knowledge is what I want to know. You're going to gain the ire of the DM because because they're going to hate you for like continuing like, to ask this crap. Like, is this person smarter than me? Oh <laughs> what, does God. he have any class levels? It's like, yes, he has a class yes. level. You're like, you're like, aha, I knew that. Oh my yeah, right. And the like, enemy. what's it doing for you? And it, this it, is a ninth level ability. It's kind oh, of whatever. like, well, I mean, it, it can be good because like the DM is only going to create a, a leveled character for like people who matter and it's like when, yeah it's like when the a, a famous actor shows up halfway through and it, it'd be like nope that's gonna be the secret twist enemy or the bad guy at the end because why else would this famous actor be in this movie it's kind of like it's like yes this person that you met is a it's a level 15 warlock and you're just like hmm, strange that no one else is a level is <laughs> any levels of warlock that's crazy maybe it's oh. this person but um it's like, I don't know how high the person's intelligence is. Like, if you're just going to keep asking me, like, I don't know, it's higher than yours. Everyone's just going to be smarter than you. <laughs> Everyone's just going to be smarter. They're, they're all like, smarter than you. They're all smarter dumb. than you. I have intelligence yeah. 15. Yeah. I don't know. Sucks for you. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then they're smarter. Yeah. I don't know what the use case is for this. I don't know how to use it. Yeah. I just, like, I don't know. People can smarter be like, than me have to figure that out. Like, Again, I'm dumber than them. So that I have a lower intelligence score than the person. So yeah, they, just they like, figure it out. It's um the uh, the only useful thing is like oh they if I have a thirteen wisdom and I then I know that you don't have a higher wisdom than me then I'm like okay try to charm him because he has a low wisdom but like that's so convoluted than just like mm. trying it and then just be like oh my DC is fifteen and if they rolled higher than that you're like mm, probably has a higher wisdom save then <laughs> or you <laughs> just look at the rock elemental and you're like. Probably doesn't have a very high wisdom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, th this next one honestly feels like it sounds useful. And then you read it again. And you're like, ah, that actually just doesn't sound that great. So it's misdirection. You can sometimes cause another creature to suffer an attack that's meant for you. Uh, you have to be within five feet of that creature. That's it's got to be right next to you. And it's got to be granting you cover. So I imagine it has to be an ally because an enemy's not going to grant you cover against an attack. Uh, you can like hide. Yeah, you can. You. I mean, if if there's somebody, an enemy within line of sight, like, like, uh, you know, stacked on top of each other, like I'm in melee with you, and then behind you is a ranger trying to hit me, then I could be like, okay, well, I have half cover against that attack. Okay. But like, so there are scenarios in which this can end up you're, to an enemy. You're absolutely right. Like this yeah, is very difficult to. And like you don't want. <laughs> you're gonna. <laughs> you're gonna try to hide behind your ally and then he's gonna get mad at you yeah i like, mean no, i don't want to get hit in the scenario that an enemy can take this hit it is it's just a guaranteed like you can use your reaction and it'll hit that thing right you i mean so with this ability by in and of itself it's almost like if you're standing next to someone you can never get hit as long as you have a reaction to spend you will never get hit because you could be like, no, that guy gets hit. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, you can always but try to manipulate yourself. Like move, right? This just feels like the, I don't want to get hit, so oh, that, yeah. guy gets that guy gets hit. And the barbarian's like, I'm dead now because you redirected everything at me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah. It's, I think, 
Yeah, the, I, can, I don't think I can, it's going to be as useful. As I don't you want think. It to yeah, be. I I think you can imagine a bunch of situations like, ooh, there's like fifteen goblins and half yeah, of them are yeah, ranged yeah. weapons. They're all and hitting I'm, each other now because I keep around. misdirecting them. Yeah, but it's just like eh, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to work out more than a couple times. <laughs> and then this last one just seems so niche. Your thoughts can't be. It's the soul of deceit. Your thoughts can't be read by telepathy or other means unless you allow it, uh, and you can present false thoughts. Uh, additionally, no matter what you say, magic will determine if you're telling the truth, if you choose to do so, and you can't be compelled to tell the truth by magic. That, what the heck? That, that's so minor use case. Yeah, it's, this is, glibness, I think, is this spell. And I think yeah, it's like yeah, you basically have spell. glibness. Yeah, okay, that's true. Um, but that doesn't make it, like, w- glibness is not a good high-level spell. <laughs> it is not, surprisingly. Um, I don't. Yeah, it, it's. I could. See this class some, is really hard to analyze. I have yeah, no I idea know. what's going on or the the flavor of this class. None of this makes any sense to me. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to say what I did about the assassin because you get master tactics at level three. At level three, which I do player. agree sounds useful. Yeah, so especially with the help action thing. Multi class up to level three and in in mastermind. Just for the help action as a bonus, I don't know. Well, I, it's kind of like your commander strike and your... Yeah, that's true. That's true. And I do use it. Yeah, it's true. You're not wrong. I, but okay. I think you want this for the flavor more than the... I'll give it a D minus. I'll give it a C. I think I think using your bonus <laughs> I'll go, action... I, I'll go solid D. I'll go solid, solid D. D. Just for just because the tactics is a it, decent... That is really offer. good. Just being able to give advantage on... on uh, yeah, like, for everyone's attacks. Attack. And they, as long as we're within 30 feet of you, which is super doable. Yeah, yeah, it's that. That is that is actually a really strong bonus action. Yeah, I think that guy so. gets that guy gets advantage on his attack. That that is super strong. Yeah. That in, in and of itself is because usually it takes what a whole action to do that, right? Yeah, the help action usually takes an action, and like yeah, you usually no have to limit. forgo your attacking to have someone else yeah. have advantage. He's... Like if you know you can do less damage than them, and it's really important that they get an attack, and that's generally when you would u- utilize this. Mm-hmm. This is, it might even be better than, yeah, what I did, which is go into fighter and get the, the battle master to choose uh, commander strike, which commander strike. allows me to forgo my attack to have someone else just attack. But it also adds damage. It also adds so. damage. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. And you'd learn more language if that's important to your campaign. <laughs> yeah. You get expertise. You get Again, expertise, you get all the rogue stuff. All the rogue doing, stuff. So yeah, like, you get the cunning actions. You can now dash and yeah. disengage. It's like getting a couple levels of like barbarian where you just like, you get rage, you get reckless attack. Like you get all yeah. like the core stuff in the yeah. first couple, first couple levels. Now we'll move into the swashbuckler, the pirate. Arg. Now this one really is the duelist, man. It's, this thing is really good. <laughs> yeah, this one is the duelist. You get at level three, you'll get fancy footwork and the rackish audacity. Fancy footwork is you can now, if you hit with a melee attack against a creature, they can't make opportunity attacks against you for the rest of your turn. So you can smack someone, run away. Mm-hmm. You basically get the mobile feat, I think it's called. I think it's mobile. There's a feat yep. that basically is this. It's, it's you can smack people and run away. I think it's mobile. Mobile sounds right. Yeah, you can you can hit people and move away from them and they don't get opportunity attacks. It's not as useful as it sounds, I guess, is what I want to say. Like, it is useful, especially if you really do want to get away from someone. Yeah, this is... <laughs> the, I, I played with a, a swashbuckler rogue. It, it was... 
in, in, what's the word I'm trying to say? Very uh, frustrating for the DM. <laughs> yeah, because you can't get hit, right? You're just yeah. like, ha ha, move away. Run in, sneak attack, then run away. <laughs> yeah, yep. of attacks. yeah, as long as you're using like, right half your movement to get up there, slapping them, moving half mm-hmm. away. Yeah, you're, 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 you're annoying to, to move against. Uh, but there's another class that I think might even be more elusive uh, that we'll get to yeah. in a second. The mm-hmm. Rackish Audacity, starting at third level of what, right, same thing. You give bonus to your initiative rolls equal to your like. Why isn't this on the assassination rogue? Like I, I was talking yeah. about before, something to help your initiative. The whole thing's like I want to like, like multi class into other assassin subclass. Yeah, right. <laughs> another, it, right. Doesn't it feel like that? It's like I, I want to. Can I multi subclass? Yeah. Uh, right. Because I need I need the assassination thing, and I need this bonus to my initiative. Why don't they have that in the same thing? It makes no sense. Um, also, you gain an additional way to use your sneak attack. Uh, you don't need advantage. Uh, so this is if no other creatures are within five feet of you. <laughs> yeah, so you, if you 1v1. If you're one-on-one. Yeah. If you're one-on-one with a melee attack, then you get uh, sneak attack. And I'm sure this comes up. So it, it, unfortunately, it won't come up too often with a party, like with another barbarian, for instance. No, but the, then you get sneak in. attack anyway. Because if the barbarian's within five feet... But then you get sneak attack anyway. You're right. Okay, yeah, right. So it's it's helping in the situations where you normally wouldn't get sneak attack. Now you will. So long as there is only one of the enemies. Yeah. You're not walking the, up to a mob of enemies. Yeah, the only way you don't get sneak attack in melee now is if you're outnumbered, essentially. Like, if it's two enemies on you. And somehow your ally's not near you. Yeah. the enemy you're attacking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so th- this is awesome, right? Yeah, it's that, so the, it it's you have sneak attack. This all the immediately, time. yeah, this yeah, which is pretty much better than the inquisitive one, I guess, because yeah, have to make a, getting sneak uh, attack. A clash roll. Yeah, this this class is all it. about just getting. This sneak one's attack. just like it has sneak attack done, and now and you also have fancy footwork. Yep. Yeah, so this is crazy. Ninth level, the panache. <laughs> you can char your charm. You basically can cast charm on people now. Yeah. As long as they can hear you, they they make a clash. This is your persuasion against their insight. If you succeed, it has disadvantage on attack rolls against targets other than you. So it's like it's a it's a mm-hmm. supreme taunt, and it'll last, last for a minute. Last for a minute. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of qualifiers. So it's a supreme taunt. Um, if the creature isn't hostile to to you, this can also charm them. Yeah. This yeah, it just become it's almost like casting friends or something, casting which is friends. like yeah, you basically super get a cool. spell. Yeah, yeah, as a rogue, just to have friends spell at level nine. Like go ahead. this is great. Like it's there's so many of these uh, subclass cool. abilities that are like these are only especially in the uh, the rogue for some reason, which you think is all about like backstabbing and stuff. It's all about non combat abilities. This one is like oh well, here's a combat ability, but you could also use it in a different way. Yeah. combat it's like that is nice why like, <laughs> let's let's do that more often right they continue giving you useful stuff elegant maneuver you can bonus action now to gain advantage on your dexterity or strength check uh, maybe that's not that useful but um because yeah. you have to use a bonus action i guess that means again it's, it's 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 a weird phrasing it's like they did with the inquisitive one it is saying you have advantage on acrobatics and athletics checks now because out of combat, right. you, you just action, have them. Whatever, yeah, yeah. yeah just, you have so yeah, acrobatics and athletics. Yeah, so you can do some crazy. It's so weird. It's like they they made this better in every way compared to all of the base level players' handbook ones, right? 
It's better in combat in every way. And now, by elegant maneuver, it's better in the fantastical acrobatic way yeah. that a rogue wants to be. No, I just have advantage on all these rolls. And all like the big thing with these is with grapple checks. Athletics and acrobatics are all about escaping all grapple, grappling yep. people. You can just gain it. You can just, I want to grapple them. Okay, now you have advantage on that. Crazy. Lastly, the Master Duelist at level 17. If you miss with an attack, you can roll at it again with advantage. <laughs> yep. Can't use it again after a short or long rest, so it only uses once. Um, it seems like the stroke of luck. Yeah, kinda. again, but they're giving it you three levels earlier, and it's just it's just for swinging. Mm-hmm. Not a very exciting seventeenth level, yeah. but again, a lot of the classes. Again, it's just, I think the third level spell alone, third level things they give you fancy footwork and audacity is just like you're That's one of the best rogues fantastic. from the start. Yeah, yeah, you're just nuts up through level nine. You're just nuts. You got to give this class a level A, right? A, I mean, yeah. this is just this is supreme rogue. This is rogue. Like this is just this, this is this is like rogue. when people want to play the assassin. It's like hey, just take a look at the swashbuckler first because I think <laughs> this is more of what you want to do because you still get all these insane like all the cunning all the cunning action. Right. If what you wanted was sneak attacks, yeah, don't you just want you, swashbuckler because yeah. it's giving you sneak attack on like every, every or at time. least inquisitive at the very least because yeah. then you can like. And you yeah, don't need to disengage. Hands. So you can like fancy footwork. You run in, use your full movement, attack, hit them, then bonus action dash to get out of there. Because yep. you don't use your bonus action you, to disengage. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. And they don't get uh, And now on if it. you're faster than them, then they can't <laughs> you, hit they you. can never come to you. <laughs> yeah. So choose a race who's really uh speedy. Yeah. <laughs> that would help you out with this swashbuckler. Uh, moving on to, oh, uh, what grade you, oh, again, A, A's, right? Yeah. Both A's, yeah. The next one's the Scout, the last Xanathars. Now, this is the one that I said might even be harder to hit. <laughs> you get Skirmisher at level three. Oh, yeah, this is this so is cool. This is, you can use half your speed as a reaction when an enemy ends its turn within five feet of you. This movement doesn't provoke opportunity attacks. Yeah, it's so cool. You're just like, someone goes to hit you. Uh, I if they back. hit or not, you're just like, I'm going to leave now. Yeah. <laughs> and I step back. Right. And I step back. and I... Yeah, so they are going to be able to run up to you and swing. But then after that, you're like, okay, I react. I'll step back. Yeah, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I did. I'm going to leave. <laughs> yeah, I'll take a step back and then that's awesome uh survivalist as well you'll gain proficiency now in nature and survival don't come up too often and you get expertise in them too yeah they're doubled so this is kind of weird uh (laughs) they are not used very often yeah they're not yeah they're not used very often but man when they when it does come up you're just gonna nail it you are the ultimate survival yeah which is kind of weird because that means you're gonna be better at survival and nature than like the ranger (laughs) or a druid (laughs) or the druid yeah yeah you're much better than a druid in nature that's hilarious uh yeah not too useful so uh, by ninth level you can tell this guy's all about movement your walking screen increases by 10 feet if you have climbing or swimming this applies to that as well so you just get 10 feet of movement i think what monks get that as well yeah monks monks get plus 10 i think maybe I don't know if barbarians do too. I think they get yeah, so, right, yeah. Some other one of those classes. But so this that means five extra movement on your reaction too. Yes, Better. it does. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so pretty good. Yeah, this seeming like a class that might be 
better suited to staying away though right instead of like yeah really trying to stay in close it seems like the i want to dance around things. yeah you're using range weapons there. to do sneak attack damage yeah, yeah. um uh, and and it definitely plays hand in hand with this last one, the ambush master, uh, which says you have advantage on initiative rolls. We'll get where is this? Oh, like of course, yeah, every there you every go. other Wait, one, every other class. What gets the it. heck? <laughs> gets oh something. my god, this is driving me nuts. Uh, yeah, so there it is. You have an advantage on initiative rolls. Good. I think the rogue should have stuff like that, especially at, like once you're at thirteenth level. I feel like advantage yeah. on initiative rolls. It's not saying like I'm overpowered. This is like for one round in the fight, and it's mm-hmm. like like that actually really matters. And then after that, it's kind of good. Yeah, uh, it's nice to have a strong initiative though. It's fun. Yeah, like to go first, and it's not like you're. It's because a lot of times if you're fighting as a spellcaster, you just be like, okay. I'm right after this wizard. He casts banishment. Oh, okay. I'm not in the fight. <laughs> <laughs> right. Cool. All right. I'll guess I'll hang out. <laughs> uh, in addition, the first creature you hit during the first round of combat, this is the coolest thing about an ambush master, oh, yeah. um, becomes easier for you and others to strike. Attacks rolls against the target that you hit, ha- you ha- all have advantage. So you can hit him with advantage. Then everyone who attacks that guy that you attacked, you, they all have advantage on yep. that guy awesome it's so That's good so i love this level 13 ambush master this is awesome yeah because you could like they can even hold like if you're playing a surprise round no matter what they roll they'll hold their actions until you strike you be like okay i'm gonna go first and i'm hidden so i have advantage anyway i'm gonna strike oh if everyone else has but once you hit them they might not be surprised depending on your dm rule surprise and then everyone else can just get advantage on that yep and then they gave it a good bonus at 17th level, the Sudden Strike. If you take the attack action on your turn, you can make an additional attack as a bonus action. And it can benefit from your sneak attack, even if you used it that turn. You get two sneak attacks! That is, again, at 17, 96. So you could do Holy 18 crap. extra D6 damage. Now, uh, more so, this doesn't say you can use it every long rest. This says you can just do it. Like holy, holy god, you're blowing things up. You are at level seventeen. You're just murdering everything. <laughs> yeah. Like as long as you have sneak attack available. Yeah. So you need someone to help you out with that. You need someone and to run in there. Say not or you need to have right. advantage. It, do- it doesn't say. Oh, you can't use your sneak attack against the same target more than once in a turn. In so, a turn. So there needs to be two targets that has sneak attack. So that's the limiting factor. So you can't. Attack! You can't sneak attack the same time. Ah, okay. So for a boss fight, you won't just obliterate. Yeah, I was gonna say like it doesn't matter how much health that this guy has. You have to go two thousand health, like. (laughs) So oh, but that's still so awesome. Yeah, sure. So So there's two things, and if you imagine on the first turn, you have advantage on everything you see. Because you're ambush master. Yeah, yeah. So you're getting sneak attack on two things. You're just blowing things up. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and so and everyone in your party is getting advantage. Like, yeah. So this, later in the levels, this scout is amazing. So sweet. Yeah. Early on, it seems like, yeah, yeah, whatever. It helps you, know, you survive I, I can move. It helps you survive. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it helps you move around the fight and survive. So it's sweet. Yeah, it does. Right. If you yeah. if you combine skirmisher with like uncanny dodge, that alone, you're just like, well, I guess okay. You only have one reaction, right? And you only have one reaction. reaction. Yeah. 
So you have to decide whether you're going to uncanny dodge. That's the awkwardness you'll have to discover right. with this class is whether you want to move away or reduce the damage. Right. It, which is which is good. I, I kind of yeah even, yeah. It's nice having like choices and yes, I agree. Yeah, it, it definitely will be. Yeah, it, it'll be important to decide whether it's important to move away right now or just reduce that damage. Mm-hmm. Be interesting to to do a study on that. But yeah, that that makes it feel a little annoying though because then it's like ah oh, i didn't really get to use my skirmisher at all I don't right know. uh what do you give this class i'm gonna give this a b plus again like the, the third level ones that they don't like they don't really do much to help out your class like fancy footwork does i think and yeah. they don't give you spells like the like the other one but i mean this is a class to me that starts as a b minus and by 13th level goes to an A. No, oh, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, guess. <laughs> I feel like Ambush Master is so good, yeah. and then especially 17 level Sudden Strike. I'm like, holy god, you have come from nowhere to being like a god. Yeah, th- that's kind of why. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't really think about that, but yeah, exactly right. No, I was thinking about like any you know, of the subtypes that we've gone. That's over. exactly like, how I this, felt. <laughs> this class is like okay. It's a B minus from the start. It's like, yeah, it's giving you some useful stuff, right? It's not right. completely useless. It's, it's just some, yeah, it's okay. To like, oh my God, you're just annihilating things. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> yeah this is sweet. That's sweet. So we there's two more. Two more to go. This is now we're into Tasha's Cauldron. And this is where I finally feel like so far, everything other than the Arcane Trickster, there's been no. Maybe the swashbuckler a little bit with its like I'm a pirate now, arg. But it, mm-hmm. but even when you look into the things it gave you, they're not very like piratey. They're just kind of like yeah, duelists. We're really yeah, more class. like a duelist. Finally, in Tasha's, they actually added like actual flair to the subtypes. So the first one we'll go over is the Phantom, and you can already tell by the name, the Phantom. Like uh, that's yeah, awesome. It- it's gonna be something different, yeah. Like mastermind versus thief, and was like, eh, I can, know, yeah. They're all just rogues, and they all do like whatever. Like mm-hmm. they all just do nonchalant stuff. This, this now we're in the phantom class. This gives you whispers of the dead and wails from the grave. I mean, there's this is how metal is this class right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, the whispers of the dead, echoes of those who have died, cling to you. Whenever you finish a short or long rest, you can gain one skill or tool proficiency of your choice. That's awesome. <laughs> it's just mm-hmm. like any skill, anyone you want for the day. You it's rest, so cool. you wake up. Uh, you know what? You know what's going to be useful today? I want, uh, I want uh, deception. deception. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to, we have to lie to the king today. I want some deception today. Awesome. I like just, yeah, I, just I love the way <laughs> you can just manipulate your class every day in the campaign. Right. Is that's like how we felt about the wizard, right? Which yeah, is a class yeah. that you can just, you can just constantly swap out, swap out your build manipulate throughout your whole campaign, which made it fun. Finally, they're giving a rogue something that you can keep manipulating your skills all throughout every day. Mm-hmm. The whales from the grave is the other one. Um, you can channel the power of death to harm someone else. Immediately after you do your sneak attack damage, you can target a second creature within 30 feet and roll half the number of sneak attack dice. Uh, and they'll take necrotic damage equal to that roll's total. That's awesome. Uh, and you can use it equals the number of time equal to your proficiency bonus. Which are though is that is proficiency bonus flat? That's like I think it goes from two to three to two four. to three, four, five. Yeah, it goes four up to five. Yeah, up to all the way until you're level twenty. Yeah, so right. 
So definitely very balanced in the way it scales. Like you'll start with two. So you'll probably mm-hmm. have two for a while. In the I think campaign. level five, you get to three. To three by then. Okay. Yeah. And you'll gain, regain all expended uses after a long rest. Uh, awesome. Sweet. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Add some damage, add some flavor. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Just little ability just to have at level three. Just like, yeah. oh, I sneak attacked. I'm also going to do. Like, What's it at level one? It's one d six, right? So yeah, I'm, so you I'm guessing you still do yeah another yeah. d six. So, you know, else. it's an extra d six at level three. That's awesome. Uh, level nine is when the class really starts kicking up a notch, though. In its in its class flavor, the flavor finally coming in to the subclass. This is the tokens of the departed. Oh, yeah. You're able to snatch a token from a departing soul. So whenever a creature you can see within thirty feet of you dies. You can open a free hand and cause a tiny trinket to appear, a soul trinket. The DM will determine the trinket's form, or there's a trinket's table, apparently, in the handbook to generate it. And you can use the souls in the following ways. So you'll capture a soul. You can have a number of souls equal to, I think, your proficiency again. So so uh, it's all yeah, set yeah. a set number. Yeah, I think it's just your proficiency. Yep, proficiency. And you can't have any more than that. And when you use them, they blow up. Like there, there are charges, and they will blow up. Here's what you can use those charges for: advantage on death saving throws. So yeah. I like how this is useful, even when you die. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Not many things do that for you. Whenever you're dead, your your class is yeah, usually exactly. useless. This is useful. You'll have advantage on death saving throws when you deal sneak attack damage on your turn. You can. Use your whales from the grave that we mentioned before, where you could do damage to a second target without spending uh, a charge of that feature. So it just yeah, gives so you, you extra charges of, of, of whales of the grave. At level and nine, that... your proficiency bonus is four. Okay, so you, so, can... so you have four uses of it now. So you'll also have, you do a total so you'll have four times. trinkets. And yeah, total eight times if you use all your trinkets up. And, and hopefully... If your trinkets are killing things, you'll get more trinkets. <laughs> and at this point, uh, nine, you have five D6 damage. So you do an extra three D6 damage. On those sneak attack, on, those, on that whale of on the, the whale grave. Of yeah, yeah. Not that's nothing. sweet. Yeah, that's sweet. <laughs> or <laughs> you can use up the soul to ask a question to whatever soul you have captured. <laughs> I love that. That's this awesome. Is so cool because it's like you, awesome. you just killed something, and now you have to be like, "Yeah, t- 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 tell me where your tell me where your camp is." Like they, they don't have, awesome. they don't have to tell you the truth, but I it's just, just like, I, oh, it's so, so sweet. This is something that definitely I think it's Kasha's when we've gone over all these character creation series that did so well that they realized these subclasses need specifically role playing things and specifically combat things. But combined it into a single yeah. skill that's useful in all in both scenarios. It's not enough to say, you know, I'm a survivalist. I have nature and 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 you know wisdom yeah, yeah. save. Like it's like what the heck? That's only useful if I'm not in, in combat. Yeah. I'm never gonna nature roll. Yeah, exactly. Like there's no <laughs> survival useful. check for. <laughs> no oh, am I getting too check. cold or? <laughs> <laughs> So finally, they all these abilities, they started being like, well, if you're in a role-playing scenario, here's what you can do with this. Uh, but if you're in combat, here's what you can do with this. And they're doing it for all of their abilities. So these are, all seem useful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love that. <laughs> it makes me want to be like, okay, I'll, I'll push. I, I really want to get to level nine. <laughs> for this, Yeah. For this right. Oh, especially for these rogue class. Yeah. Subclasses. Right. Because m- most of their stuff doesn't start to level nine. Ghost walk is what you get at 13th. And this is another amazing ability as a bonus action. You get to 
go into a spectral form. You have a flying speed now of 10 feet. (laughs) (laughs) You can hover and attack, because you have 10 feet of flying speed. And attack rolls have disadvantage against you. You can also move through creatures and objects as, as if they were difficult terrain, but you'll take a d10 of force damage if you end your turn within them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. You stay in this form for 10 minutes or until you use a bonus action. And to use the feature again, you have to finish a long rest or, or just use up one of your soul trinkets. You can use it again. Awesome. Yeah, this is so I love cool. that they included that last part of like, it's not just once. You can expend one of your soul. I love that they're using this other resource system. Yeah. This is something that I don't think they did enough of in classes. Yeah. Have, have an additional resource system. They have like, especially for martial characters. Yeah. For martial characters, it's only like the, the dice, but in one of the subclasses for fighters. Yeah. The superiority but, die. It, yep. But it's just like, uh, it's so flavorful too. Like these aren't just like, I don't know, like ghost points. That, that you have, <laughs> these are like soul trinkets. That yeah, you, you're literally you capturing souls. Have, yeah, you you have them on you now. So it's like, oh, now I just I just have a bunch of random stuff in a box. <laughs> so and if they get like stolen, that's something that you can do play around with. It's it's fantastic. Yep. Lastly, the death knell at 17th level. Your association with death has become so close. <laughs> when you use your whales from the grave, you can deal the necrotic damage to the first and second creature. That's just permanent, apparently. <laughs> yep, yeah. So once That's you use whales from the grave, again, 90 Doubles whales from so the grave. So you, you get to uh, do so additional 5d6 damage to, to both. the fir- first target and the second. Holy So crap. now your sneak attacks do 12 or 14d6. Oh my god. And then the also, I like that they added this too. At the end of a long rest, you'll get a soul trinket if you have none. Right, yeah. So you, at least so you, you don't, yeah, you don't need to kill things. This, this is nice that it, it's just like, because this is definitely at this point too in the game. Clearly, to be powerful, you need these soul trinkets. Yeah, and when you have them, you're like crazy overpowered. I would argue, especially if you have like a good source of them. Like if they keep coming in, holy crap, you're just a death bomb everywhere. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> so and, it's and nice now, if you want to play like lawful good, you could still be a. Uh, phantom without being yeah. like now i gotta go kill five people <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i need to just go in town and murder four people to get yeah, my trinkets like, up right, now i got my trinkets like where do you get those trinkets like don't worry about it. <laughs> ah, that's great all right what do you give this class this has got to be a straight a right this is nuts uh i think i'm gonna give it still like a like a like a b plus okay I don't think, I, because, I'm going an A. I think it's just solid. Because it doesn't give you any more like abilities for sneak attack like fancy footwork does. Uh, that's fair. It's um, It does seem like with this one, it goes away from the rogue a little bit, right? But it's just more yeah. about the flavor. It's all about the fan. Yeah. It's all about souls now. It's not, I'm, screw I'm a, like, I don't care I'm a rogue anymore. I'm all about souls. <laughs> yeah, which, I just like that they did that. I love that. Yeah, and I, I But don't, you, do have to, you do have to be more tactical about how to get your sneak attacks in right sure. and, and i could see a situation where like it's you just feel bad about being like or maybe there's like is there a it just says a creature you see so it's not like it has to have a soul or anything but you have to be within 30 feet when it dies like i, I could see the soul trinket thing being difficult sometimes yeah but it's like man, it's awesome <laughs> last one the soul knife soul 
<laughs> so this the, is playing so off of the uh, having psionic powers, like the the astral blades. Basically, it's yeah. going to do some psychic damage. How do you feel about like psionic powers being in D anD? I think it's fine. I'm not surprised it's in D anD. Right? I think yeah. there should be a character that has this. I guess this is it. Right? Is there any other class that has this? I think there. Yeah, is, there, there's right? a, there's a couple other yeah. ones. I, think. I thought so. It's I thought so. I didn't think that this was the only one. But it's still uh, kind so of yeah. like, so this is just magic, right? And it's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, you went from being a rogue, because once again, this is like they divorced from the rogue almost entirely. Instead of using blades now, like at third level, you get the psionic power. You're basically, all your attacks are now these psionic blades. <laughs> yeah. Whenever you take an attack action, you instead make a psychic blade. It has a 60-foot range, no long range, and it'll deal 1d6 plus the ability modifier. It's like a throwing dagger. Is. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Then, so you, you still get sneak attacks on them, I assume? You still get sneak attacks on them. Yep. Because they're they're considered like finesse weapons. And you can also use. make... It also gives you the ability to make bonus attacks with these, I guess. That is big. Because normally yeah. rogues don't get two attacks in their round. Two attacks. And this one does. You don't get to sneak attack with your second attack, though. Correct. You only get to sneak attack once a turn still. And and your second attack, though, is only well, a 1-4. you do get to sneak attack on your bonus if you want it. It's like sneak attack is only assigned on hit. So if you miss the first attack, bonus action. Yeah, yeah. you can bonus action hit and then see. That's, that is definitely the bonus, right? Yeah, right, that's like, yeah. that's super helpful. Uh, now, your bonus action attack is only a d4. Right. Plus, plus of so it does I, a little less damage. But we kind of... um. We kind of uh, you want to go over, over the power, right? Psionic, yeah, some... yeah, bolstered neck. Yeah. So when your uh, whenever your non psionic powers fail you, your psionic power can help. If you fail an ability check using a skill or tool with which you have proficiency, you can use one of your psionic energy die, which you have, which is equal to what twice your proficiency bonus. Yeah. Um, you have the, that number of dice. So you'll have like four rolls that you can do. Yeah. But it's kind of weird. You add the number to the check. And they're just D6. These are they're only D6. Yeah, they're only D6. But if you the dice is only expended if you succeed. So after <laughs> right. you can roll, you're like, oh, that's not gonna work. And you know it's a failure. You can roll your psionic bolstered knack, still fail, you still have all your psionic dice. Right. And then and the you have, yeah, like you mentioned you only have four charge again, this is charge system. So you yeah. have four charges because it's twice your proficiency bonus. Mm-hmm. So at this third level you have two. So it's like four charges of this. And you have one other ability you can use with these charges. Yep. Psionic whispers or psychic whispers. You establish a telepathic communication between yourself and others. Uh <laughs> so you can essentially talk to somebody in their minds. Uh, in their minds. But you you roll the die and you can talk to them for that number of hours, which is kind of strange. Which is kind of like the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At this like, point, it's just like, okay, so now we can <laughs> minimum one hour. Like, okay. Right. Yeah. And you have to be within a mile. Cool. Uh, <laughs> that's not going to be a problem. And that's basically it. Right. And it's, it's weird oh, the, to me that the first time you psychic... use this power after each long rest, you don't expend a die. Right. Uh, for these third level ones, I don't feel like you're ever going to be... I mean, other than the ability checks to help you succeed. It's like you always get an extra D6 on all your ability checks. And if... like, Because you just always do. And it, you'll yeah. only use it up if you succeed. Yeah. It, which is just like, okay, just it, keep rolling. This is just an extra D6. Because you don't... I, I think people are surprised by how little they actually roll. <laughs> it, like right. how many ability checks. Like sometimes it's a lot, but, you know, mixing in tack rolls and saving throws and not ability checks but yeah you're just like level five you get six of these things like you're right 
You're just and it's not like you'll usually use this like what maybe once if you want that telekinesis connection that like one time for a specific scenario right but besides that it's not needed and then your psychic blades like i was mentioning they don't use up charges by using those attacks or the bonus attacks none of those use up charges it's just for those two abilities now at level nine you'll get more abilities to use your your charges on now, now you get to add them to damage rolls. So if you use your psychic blades and miss, you can use the energy die and add the number to the attack roll to help you hit it. But, but once again, it will only expend that charge yep. if you hit. If it turns into a hit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I like that. I feel like they made it a little too strong. In I that think way. it made it a little like, too strong. Do they and have to? It's kind of unintuitive, right? Like, yeah. like with Bardic Inspiration, it's like, okay, I'm going to try to use it. And that's the risk of like, I'm going to use it now. Yeah. It's gone. Right. And then it's used. Yep. Your Bard Inspiration. But now gone. it's just like, oh, if I miss, just roll, just roll. And then if, if you miss again, it's no risk. And, but the second one, tele, psychic teleportation <laughs> as a bonus action, you can expend a psionic energy die and roll it, throw the blade up to a number of feet equal to 10 times the number of rolls. And you can teleport to that space. So you just like chuck a blade up to 60 feet away and teleport there as a yeah. bonus action for all the die that you have. Right. I I hate that you have to roll and it's it's not a, just a flat footage. Like but it seems really strong. <laughs> it, it is really strong. I just, I was like, oh, I wish it was just like 30 feet or something like that. Because like. I don't know. You uh, can't, that's true because you don't know how far you you're don't know teleport. how far. Like if you really need to teleport thirty feet, you're just like, okay, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how far <laughs> we'll see I roll. It works. I mean, you can I just do it again, me. but yeah, I imagine you teleport in a way like this, though. You never take opportunity attacks. Oh yeah, you don't take opportunity attacks because you just you just teleported. So you sometimes all you care about is is just getting away. It's just right. getting away. Yeah, I think that's super strong. Uh, 13th level, the Psychic Veil. Uh, as an action, you can magically become invisible at 13th level. Again, it seems like some of this stuff should have been part of the rogue, maybe. It ends if you deal damage. Once you use this feature, you can't until long rest. So you just get invisibility, right? As a spell, basically. At 13th yeah, level. but it can't be... Oh, you can magically become invisible, but psi powers aren't magic. I'm wondering, like, can this... This is a class ability, so it can't be dispelled or anything. And you can nice. you can use your psionic energy dies to use it again. So you can just right. always kind of become invisible as long as you have a charge. Whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. Lastly, the rend mine at seventeenth level, you can use your psychic blade to go right into a creature's mind. When you use your psychic blades to deal sneak attack damage, you force them to make a wisdom save. If they fail, they're stunned for a minute. <laughs> Which that's is forever. wild. That is that's forever. Wild. <laughs> they can repeat their saving throw at the end of each of its turns, though, at least. So mm-hmm. it at least stops them for one turn. It could stop them for ten turns if they fail ten times. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> Being stunned sucks. You can use this feature twice. If you use three psionic energy dice, you can use it again. Which at 17th level, I think you had like. Yeah, you, you almost have, 12, have 10 charges. You, you have 12, 12 charges by then. So if you have 12 charges, yeah, man. that's a sh- This is one of the strongest resources. Like, this reminds me of sorcery points, right? Where, like, they are incredible. Everything they do is nuts powerful. Yeah, and these you just never run out of them. <laughs> like, they, all, <laughs> they, only work, they only run out if you're just constantly succeeding. succeeding. As <laughs> <laughs> Which, at that point, 
you're succeeding. You're doing pro- everything. Yeah, you like <laughs> it's yeah. This is kind of nuts. Uh, the, you- this the psionic uh, dice part. I don't know if I. This is definitely powerful. I don't know if I like it as like. I don't know if I do either. I don't know. Everything feels very. It's weird. The role playing aspect of it is there and yet kind of awkward. Yeah, definitely. It's actually it's really, it's really just the telekinesis part. Of That's the it. only else really. Is yeah. Oh, the and, and invisibility. Yeah, invisibility, but. But like, I don't know. Again, these invisibility stuff. It's it's good at lower levels, I think. Um, like with the arcane trickster, because you don't have ex or uh, the the feet thing at level eleven. Reliable talent. Mm-hmm. Reliable like at talent. level eleven, like you're getting. Let's see, what's the proficiency bonus at level eleven plus four? So you're getting plus eight in addition mm-hmm. to your dex, which is probably plus four at this point. So you're getting a plus twelve on your on your uh, on your stealth checks anyway. Like, right? Advantage is great and all, and, <laughs> and invisibility does do things that stealth checks don't do. But like, I don't know. These How do you feel about levels, the soul knife overall? I I think it's man. Gotta just give the, it a grade. I think this is a B. Like I think I'm in the solid B as well. Yeah, it's like, super strong. It's very strong. Yeah, it just feels weird role playing wise. I don't know how you'd really do it, and uh, you you gotta have something in mind that you wanted to do this for some reason. Yeah, really, it's what it is. I think so. Like it doesn't fit in everywhere. It does not sure. fit in anywhere. This is kind of like it's kind of like the a very traditional like martial class where like yeah, I feel like I'd get, I would get kind of bored of this, right? Right, it doesn't yeah. feel like it has enough there that I'm going to be like, and I'll use it in this way this time. No, it feels like everything you have is used in this way for this purpose. Yeah. And I'm it's, just going to roll an extra die for everything I do. And that's what it does. Yeah. Like, like the, okay. the teleportation is really cool, but like, man, if that, that's the coolest thing I see here. If, yeah. the, if I'm just thinking like, even if the, it's crazy that you have to roll if the window you're trying to teleport into is 20 feet above the ground. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> Like, I oh, do it again. Might... Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, really quickly, we we know every episode of these character creations. We like to go over characters we created. Yeah. Now these aren't. We don't have to go through as hard because we've gone through a bunch of them. So let's just talk about what we picked, why we picked it, and uh, what's different about it. What uh, rogue class did you pick? We always level these up to level three, so it, mm-hmm. it gets into that subtype, but nothing more. Just right at your subtype. Uh, yeah, I chose the uh, Arcane Trickster subclass. I think if uh, next time I play a rogue, I'm de- probably going to pick this. So I okay. chose a variant human with the actor feet, so I can disguise okay. self. What's that as, give you? As a as somebody else, and the actor feet so it increases your charisma by one. So that's kind of nice. Uh, and then I have an advantage on deception okay. and charisma checks while trying to pass as a different person. So like combining that with this guy's self is fantastic. Okay. And you know, you know that level like 13 ability from assassin as a feat, we, you can mimic the speech of another person or sounds made by a different creature. <laughs> uh, you have to hear them speaking for a minute. Oh my God. I can't believe so. that that's like even a thing that like, I never, uh, yeah, you can see why I was so mad at it. Uh, what was your, mm-hmm. what's your race? Oh, the, so the human variant. Very human, so I can get that point. Um, yeah, that's why you had lo- the actor feet. Yep. Yep, to combine it with this guy's self. Uh, I also have charm person because I think that's okay. a, a fits in with the rogue kind of uh, aesthetic. 
and uh, hideous laughter just as a like Ooh, yeah. offensive thing, which is yeah, right. fantastic. Crowd control ability as an arcane mm-hmm. trickster. As an arcane trickster, we know noted as opposed to a lot of the subtypes, you're not fully about damage, damage, damage. You 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 have that versatility right. baked in. With alongside, you can still sneak attack, which is you can still do sneak damage. attack. And you can still with, sneak attack. with this kind of thing, they have to make a saving throw, which helps out in the later levels when it's a disadvantage. And making what creature incapacitated is it scales up pretty well. So it's pretty, pretty good. Usually pretty good. All right, right. I like it. Yeah. You All right. Well, I I went an interesting direction that I didn't think I was going to go. I went with the inquisitive Ooh. rogue. Yeah, I did. I went with the inquisitive rogue. Uh, I thought insightful fighting was just really fun and unique and interesting. And I wanted to. I love the clash things. Now. Like we mentioned with the insightful fighting, you're really going to want wisdom, surprisingly, which is yeah. odd for a rogue. I went with a very unique race that I think what when I mentioned I don't like rogue as a, sub, uh, as a base class and I think you need to add a whole lot of things. Well, I added a lot to my rogue by choosing a very unique race, the Furbolg. Oh, Furball, yeah. Yeah, Furballs are, are awesome. so this is from like the Volo's Guide. This isn't just a normal race. So, I, you know, if you're playing just the normal base class, you might not have this available. Though most DMs, these races are all like available online so people can see them. And once you establish a race, like, you know, who's to say can't just be Furball? Yeah, and, and they're not they're not a crazy race. They don't have flying or anything. So it's... <laughs> Though there is one of those. There's one of those. <laughs> oh, that, yeah. So the Furballs are... They're, they're, yeah, they're like cow people, kind of. <laughs> yeah. um, they have a wisdom increase of two and a strength increase of one. They still have 30 walking speed, but they have the Furbold magic. They can cast Detect Magic, one of the most useful spells in the game as a rogue. is sweet mm-hmm. just to have. And Disguise Self. And Disguise Self, yeah. There you go. So I can, you know, uh, uses wisdom as spellcasting. Can't use it again until you finish a short or a long rest. You also have Hidden Step. As a bonus action, I can turn invisible until the start of your next turn, uh, make a damage roll, or force someone to make a saving throw. So kind of gives you a free hide if you need it yeah. as a bonus action. You can be like, Hidden Step, I may, I'm invisible now. I'm getting that sneak attack. If you know you need that hide oh, to yeah. get that in. It also gives you an interesting Speech of Beast and Leaf. You have the ability to communicate in a limited manner with beasts and plants. They can understand you. You can't necessarily understand them back. I love that. You just, you literally talking to plants, but you're like, they get it. Yeah. And you have advantage on charisma checks used to influence them, which is hilarious. They get it. They get it. So it's just a really cool race that adds a lot of flavor and it helps the this inquisitive class a lot because it gives you that wisdom bonus that's definitely needed if you're going to go into a, an inquisitive uh, rogue because you're you're gonna want that insightful fighting to stick. You need yeah. that because it's giving you all your sneak attacks. Yeah, and it's that, that's that's the the engine. And I think you've done something pretty cool here because like traditionally a seven foot tall 300 pound creature isn't <laughs> like stealthy but like you don't have to i don't need it <laughs> yeah it's like it's, it's not be, right that's know. true this rogue is not a very sneaky it's rogue more like a uh, it's more like a investigator rogue he's more like yeah he's like a cunning rogue yeah mm-hmm. he's just like he's thinking of things in different ways that you're not used to 
He's not going to slip out of combat, except for the fact that I can turn invisible randomly. Like yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden, he might just disappear because of uh, how you how he works. So yeah, yeah. Cool. I didn't go full stealth like I want to sneak around him. No, I want like if I really need to sneak, I'll just turn invisible to sneak. Uh, otherwise, I'm going to do things a different way. Yeah, and I think I think that kind of highlights like you can just do different stuff. Like most yeah. of the time, it's like, oh well, if you're a rogue, you have to have expertise in stealth checks. You have to be the guy who has expertise in like thieves' tools or whatever. Right. But if you want to do this thing, like, well, okay, one of these subclasses gives me the ability to do sneak attack in other ways based on my wisdom, which is now plus two, and this right. like that is actually going to be my main stat instead of anything else yep uh so that's it what are we gonna be uh talking about next time well next time we're gonna be talking about the commander product that came out with adventures in forgotten realm so still on this ooh, D magic ooh, hybrid and yeah honestly, we got more and more we're probably more excited about these than the main set traditionally we're more excited about commander products that are built for command i'd say definitely for this one for sure uh, the, yeah. the main set overall was not terribly terribly thrilling besides there's a lot of modal cards that i want to dig into and play around with right uh but yeah the these add these commander products add powerful cards oh, crap yeah. that you're like scared of now oh yeah in the commander format obviously it's a commander only product right <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we should add. And the so, and the next D and D podcast is we're going over boss fights. Yes, kind of the marquee aspect I think of like D and D encounters is like these seminal encounters that are. Yeah, I, I wanted to go over these more because they're more exciting, right? I mean, like we we should go over. I, I think we'll definitely have a whole episode of like level one encounters because those are those are the hardest encounters to actually scary. Have. <laughs> <laughs> and get, yeah, and actually have to be exciting and thrilling and uh -huh. interesting. But boss fights in particular are always exciting and thrilling and fun and different, which is why I love them. They're the best fights in combat. Oh yeah, uh, part of D and D where just so much stuff can happen and it's and it's it's interesting. So yeah, we'll, we'll delve into boss fights. Most of the homebrew I think is done with boss fights. You can just really kind of yeah. Let yeah, right? Most of the homebrews are just all boss fights. Like, there's no other fights. It's just boss yeah. fights. <laughs> We're going to go boss fight to boss fight. Yeah, so it, it maybe not just boss fights, but like, yeah, the seminal fights. I don't mm -hmm. know. Uh, where can they reach out to us if they want to suggest a topic to talk about? Yeah, if you want to reach out to us, you can email us. Uh, our email is dragonpartypodcast at gmail.com and reach out to us on Twitter at dragonpartypod. There you go. Definitely let us know what you want to hear about. Tell us how you thought of the Rogue. What I trashed the Rogue quite a bit this episode. Tell me why I'm wrong. I'd be curious. I, I, a lot a lot of people love Rogues, all right? A lot of people love Rogues. Tell me why. Tell me what we're missing on Mastermind Rogue. I don't know what that was about. <laughs> <laughs> we're not smart enough to play no, Mastermind Rogue. I am not a Mastermind, so I have no idea what was happening there. Uh, what that? Let's go back to partying, though. It's just party time, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. And all you listeners out there, party on.